Helen. Hello. Hello, my darling. You're right. Hello. Oh my God, is is this actually real now? Yes, you are officially on a podcast. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's my second ever. Oh, I feel privileged now. Okay, I'm not sure you should. <laughs> why? Why are you frightened of podcasts? Because you know, um, it's kind of unfiltered, kind of raw stuff. And then if you say stupid things, then it's kind of on the internet forever. And they were like, "Yeah, Jen, <laughs> listen to her talk shit. I'm not gonna buy her artwork because she's shit." So you know. <laughs> well, if it helps, I mean, obviously this situation's probably not good for you because it's live and uneditable. Uh, but normally, <laughs> normally podcasts are editable. So normally you could just say, "Hey, do you want to cut out that bit where I sounded like a twat?" Um. Yeah, and also like, I haven't slept. Um, not that I should be complaining, but you guys haven't slept for like fifty million hours. <laughs> well, I um, I realised earlier that because I woke up at about four or four this morning in sheer panic, um, I am coming up on twenty four hours awake anyway. <laughs> How are you even like forming sentences? It's like... a struggle. Um, I've had a lot of uh, fake Red Bull. Um, what is it? Blue oh. Bolt, Sainsbury's Blue Bolt. <laughs> this episode has been brought to you by <laughs> Blue Bolt. <laughs> well, you're doing very, very well. Oh, thank the, the, you. The, the interview with Lee Gallagher, Gallagher just had me in stitches. Oh, lovely. Yes. I absolutely lovely. But I am. Um, I don't know why. I just associate him with perviness. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is Poorly. just filth. This this oh, whole thing has just been filth from start to finish. Yeah, pretty much. But that's what happens when the last time I speak to you, you tell me you're about to go somewhere that has a sex theme park. Like, <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't remember which bit of the world he was going to. Um, what kind of rides does the sex theme park have? Disturbing well. ones, I imagine, that are probably very well sterilised. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a rubbish job. The cleanup guy. Oh god, just like spraying it with one of those steam hoses, like in a hazmat suit. (laughs) Yeah, the the booby bounty castle and whatever the penis slide. I don't know what it is. Apparently, part of the like a part of the sort of amusement there is that they've got like just loads of massive statues of random sexual acts or stuff like there's like a statue apparently of like loads of men peering over a toilet cubicle looking at a woman on the toilet and they're all like dicks in hand like whoa and it's just well it just sounds terrifying that sounds fabulous <laughs> Like you should be able to go on a ride. What are the what are those things that you kind of go up in the air really fast? Why don't you have that as a big penis and you shoot out like you like you're coming and then it like shoots out like come all over you. Top like that's a fucking theme park. Some statues of people looking at other people having a shit. No, it's I it's not us. It's not us. It's certainly not the UK. Things where you hit, the, you have to ring the bell, and you hit the. That's perfect for a penis ejaculation theme. <laughs> really, hit the ball. See if you can ring the bell end. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I bet 
like those were sentences you were not expecting to say today. <laughs> <laughs> the ball ring the bell. Talk about comics and shit, but fuck it. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, this has devolved into absolutely nothing to do with pop culture. Um, can, I, can I just kind of say that um, if you hear suddenly some weird noises in the background, is not because I have suddenly gone absolutely mental. It's because my bird thinks it's morning so he will start making random noises and I will try to shut him up not with animal cruelty but I will try to shut him up if that happens so I apologise in advance if you suddenly hear like <laughs> yeah um, yeah that's what happens when you wake up at like 2am in the morning um, thanks guys no no thank you <laughs> This is just so sweet, though, because she just completely volunteered. So I mentioned that I might be on, and she went, um, do you think I could come on as well? Like, what the fuck? Okay, look, look, I, I've been completely useless all day because I just had a headache and I was in bed all day. And I was like, I haven't done any work. I haven't really been outside. I haven't seen anyone. Why don't I just go and do some charity shit and just talk <laughs> about nothing? Okay, that sounds good. I'll be useful for one day at least. <laughs> like, I know kind of the 24-hour thing. I'm not sure if you guys have done the 24-hour comic book thing. No, have you? no. Have you heard of it? No. I, it rings a bell for some reason. Because it's like, I think it was Scott McCloud who who invented it or something. But, okay, in, in, in essence, um, I did this twice while I was at uni, um, you basically have to create a comic book from scratch in 24 hours, and it has to be 24 pages, Oof. obviously a page per hour. Crikey. And um, you have no, you can't actually like plan anything in advance. So you literally have to sit down, start from scratch with no planning, no thumbnails, no nothing, <sighs> and they just kind of go on a clock and they go, go, okay, there you go, just start like, start a comic book. So then you'll see, like, as the pages go on, how someone loses their mind. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that's that sounds like torture to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah basically, it's torture. I did it twice. I'm not sure why. Um, <laughs> Was it for charity or just you know for? No, for just fun. <laughs> just for shits and giggles. <laughs> oh well, that's a bizarre <laughs> idea of fun. Like, you know what? I don't drink anything and I don't go outside. So let's just make a comic book. Uh, Did you just say you don't drink anything, Queen of Absinthe? I know, no, okay, well, like, while I was at uni, I didn't drink. Um, <laughs> and then you discovered absinthe. Yeah, and then, I, and then I discovered alcohol, and I was like, what have I not been doing? <laughs> <laughs> One ambulance trip later. <laughs> One stomach oh. pump later. <laughs> Actually, the, the paramedic did tell me, she was like, oh, Jenny, you should have done this when you were 17, not 27. <laughs> As I was there choking on my own vomit. Mm, lovely. Oh, wow, at 33 I'd probably kill myself. <laughs> I love absinthe. I like straight up love absinthe. It's so good. I think I've done, yeah. I've done this well to stay away from alcohol. I mean, I tried it when I turned 18. I tried, I'd never been drunk, but I tried vodka. Mm. I unfortunately tried wine, although Dad tells me years later it was really bad wine. Like I'd know the fucking difference. <laughs> It's it's wine. You just drink it. It has different colours. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I find really odd about people who are like proper wine connoisseurs. Because I'm like, I just I I drink a wine, and to me, it all tastes a bit like vinegar. But it gets me pissed really fast. <laughs> so I'm like, woohoo! Down it goes. Like, like, anyone who actually knows stuff about wine, are gonna be listening to this going, oh my god. 
I went to um I went to a wine tasting slash film showing once uh, on on a Wednesday, and I went to work the next day, and it was a mistake because I was still drunk. Um, but we were we were. Have you ever seen the film Sideways? Uh, I tried to, and I got bored. Oh, it's a, it's a brilliant film, but it's but. Uh, for those that don't know, it's basically about two chaps who go on a stag do tour thing around the vineyards of California, I think it is. Mm. Um, so basically, we were watching this film, and every now and again, they'd pause it and they'd come around and they'd just give you another glass of wine. <laughs> and so, eight or nine glasses of different kinds of wine later, and I'm like, yay, life! Uh, following day at work, still pissed! Um, but it was, they were actually, at the start, before they showed the film, they actually did like a little mini wine tasting lesson and you have to like you have to swirl it around to get to release all the aromas and then you have to dip the very front of your tongue in there because that's got certain taste buds in Mm. it it's a really unattractive business is wine tasting and then you have to put a bit in your mouth and swish it to the sides and spit it out and i'm like hold on i'm not spitting (laughs) i am i paid 24 pound for this event i am getting my money's worth yeah um I managed to get an extra glass as well by cheating slightly because he came round with a Merlot and I was like, oh, I hate Merlot. So I downed it and he came back round and he was like, oh, sorry, did I miss you out? And gave me another one. I was like, yay, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Free wine. Oh, dear. It's like wine tasting I've ever heard of. It was was really good, but um, it should not have been on a Wednesday. No. (laughs) Do you think... Do you think they'd have thought it through? Yeah. Do you think think they thought... They know that you're not supposed to swallow it, but... Yeah, you meant to spit it. But they didn't give us buckets. They did not give us buckets, so we couldn't spit it out unless we were going to spit on the ground. So we had to drink it. What goes back in the glass, and that's just gross. Well, no, don't you just spit it back into the glass? Yeah, you just... No, there's supposed to be a little bucket on the side that you like... Into. But as they didn't supply it, maybe you just okay, meant to spit it back in. Okay, one who thinks that's fucking feral. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's disgusting. It's he just it really. Is that classy? It's you know, it just, it just uh, people you know, gross. Can just yeah. pretend stuff's classy when it clearly isn't. And as long as enough of them agree to pretend it's it's classy, they can get away with it. You know, clearly spitting out stuff isn't classy <laughs> anywhere whatsoever. No. no, no, you swallow. That's what you do <laughs> all the way. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I, I apparently missed talks about, um, what was it, um, Disney, uh, DDR, weight loss, uh, knickers, yeah. and um, people being inappropriately naked and, and overweight. <laughs> Yeah, it was... So, a comic podcast, then? Uh, <laughs> yes, it, well, it's pop culture, so basically comics, movies, telly. <laughs> and then everything so, in between. Yeah. And also life in yeah. general. And just gen- yeah. general life ramblings. Mm-hmm. Although, uh, and it's, what's the problem with people being naked? What? What's the problem with nakedness? Well, the thing is, right, we're I, 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 yeah, we're English. We're not, we're, we're, what is, we're prudish. Is it just a vagina? It's not going to eat you. <laughs> what if it does? Um, I've seen the film where there's the murderous vagina. <laughs> Have you seen the film Teeth? Exactly, the murderous <laughs> vagina. There is a film called Teeth where a girl has teeth in her twidge and... Oh yeah, I think I saw a <laughs> Um I haven't seen the whole thing because it was genuinely terrifying just, to me. Awful. And also made my twinge hurt. Like I just the thought of it. 
Don't make you cross your legs. Yeah, I just didn't. I just don't. Like, uh, uh. Um, no, couldn't couldn't get behind that film. But no, see, the thing is about the Brits, right? Is that we're a prudish lot, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm the kind of person who I I don't even get undressed in front of my own husband. <laughs> Um, so I'm you definitely undressed like in front of like your parents. No, ever. No, the, I think the only time I did was when I was getting married and my mum helped me into my wedding dress. Um, oh. But that had to happen because she had to lace me up because it was a proper corset situation. <laughs> uh, so I, I wouldn't know. Have you ever run around naked in your neighbourhood? No. Uh, no. Have you ever jumped into snow naked? <laughs> no. no. Have you ever drilled a hole into the ice and then jumped into the cold water underneath naked? No, I'm not fucking stupid. (laughs) I can't swim, though, so I can't think of anything worse than the idea of accidentally trapping myself under ice. (laughs) Well, that's the thrill of it as well. It's like, I could possibly die of many different, like, things right now. Somebody could find my frozen naked corpse. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> like I mean, years down the line, they'll thaw me out and think I'm some sort of prehistoric ice woman. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never done any of those things. And um, I always get changed in my bathroom because I can lock the door. So <laughs> I'm quite the prude. I just feel like all of my bits are my, my bits, you see, and nobody else needs to experience them. <laughs> needs to? I mean, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we just talking. I'm ju- yeah, I'm just staying quiet for my own safety, really. Joe, Let's be fair, you're perfectly happy with this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> we want to talk about knickers if you want. I mean, that's what you're most comfortable with. I'm, yeah, just I'm just going to stay quiet for about 15 minutes. Don't, you know, just ignore me completely. Oh, oh no! What's that like fapping sound? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just just complete. Yeah, just ignore anything you might hear. I'm just going to mute my microphone. <laughs> this is so wrong. <laughs> Let's not have an on-air masturbation, guys. Come on. <laughs> Let's not be that podcast. Let's just not. Oh god. <laughs> oh, you know, you know who you remind me of, Lee. Um, oh no. Okay. Actually, no, you don't remind me of him because that would be really bad. <laughs> Yeah, I do. You just don't want to tell me, no? <laughs> okay. Well, you know, you know who you were talking about. You know, having a uh, Batgirl and you know Wonder Woman prints and stuff on your uh, knickers and socks and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I know I probably told you about this before, but I used to have like prints of Wonder Woman and stuff on my ass, and you know, like <laughs> girls do. And um, I also had like a T-shirt, um, which just said um, "I love baddies" on it, and they had like in in the heart for the love it was like a, a joker and he was yeah. amazing and really cute and amazing so i bought two of those shirts because i fucking love the joker little did i know that um that kind of shirt attracts the wrong kind of attention if you wear flick <laughs> so i went to like um my my capoeira class when i was in bristol and um one of the people who i'd never met before comes up to me and goes <clears throat> so i uh I see you, you like bad guys. Uh, <laughs> what are you doing after the class? You know, do you want to come back to mine? And I was just like, fucking hell. <laughs> after that, I, I only wear that when I go to bed because I actually don't dare to wear it outside. Oh, dear. Yeah, because I'm just thinking, what the fuck are people actually thinking if they come up to me and say that? Um, you don't remind me of that, Lee, okay? <laughs> 
Well, I think I've cracked your code there. So that's... <laughs> Thanks for that. Because oh, I think I have one of those T-shirts that has, like, I heart bad guys on it, and it's got, like, mm. the Joker and Riddler and stuff. Yeah. But I've not had anyone come up to me and be lechy about it. I, um, I think... I think the lechiest come on I've ever had, which actually made me laugh a little bit at the time until I thought afterwards, oh God, what if that guy had tried anything on? I really panicked. But I was wearing I was wearing a green dress and I had a black blazer over the top of it. And a chap came over to me. Now, I could understand why he thought it because I've got black hair, I'm quite pale. I was wearing green. Uh, he came over and he said, oh, um, have you got any Irish in you? And I said, I said no. Oh, no. And he replied, would you, would like, you like to? Some? And uh, yeah. Yeah, um, oh, it was just I did not know where to put myself except <laughs> far away from this man. Um, do you think that, that, that that's actually gonna get them laid? Like, well, the, do people? Do, okay, do do boys <laughs> and girls who have those kinds of comments? So they actually think it's gonna work? I was gonna say, I wonder. They must try it on basically every woman they see, mm, and yeah. so at some point, someone's gonna go, "All right, whatever, stick it up." <laughs> well, actually, it's the whole like, whole pickup artist thing, which is just so creepy. If you ever like Google like pickup artists like websites and stuff like that, or they're lobbing some articles and stuff online, and they're just so horrible. And it is just a numbers game. You just go out and just use your lines on as because if you if you know if you hit a, hit up on a, like a hundred girls in a night, you're gonna get some that will be pissed enough. Or, or you just get like a pity fuck. Someone who just goes, yeah. oh, poor guy, like, he's not able to say clever things. I <laughs> I should probably yeah. have sex with him. No, but that doesn't work. Yeah, no. but it's just, it's just, I mean, it's just, all the, like, the negging stuff as well. It's just horrible. And what? What? Negging, which, which is where you kind of give give somebody, like, a backhanded compliment. Oh, um, but you But, you, you, but you, you put a kind of insult in there to, to bring them down. So, is this a- yeah, it's just horrible stuff. So you kind of look, okay, like, you know, oh, there's not many girls could pull off a dress that ugly, that kind of stuff. Or, oh, you know, you're quite pretty for a fat lass and all that kind of stuff, you know? <laughs> um, I think it's, then, just, yeah, it's just horrible. I've heard yeah, a few of those, negging. not personally, I've heard or, around it. You just want to slap the bloke for, say, for saying it. Yeah. Or yeah. just be like, I've never heard of this in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the horrible thing is, I, I, you, can, you can actually, I mean, if you go on Twitter and, you know, I've got, I've got friends, you know, lots and lots of female friends on Twitter and stuff, and you can see guys trying it out, and it's just so awful and pathetic. But you just know that it, it'll, it'll work. It must work on a certain percentage, you know. It's just. <laughs> I can't imagine how sad you would have to be to think, no. this is the best I'm going to do today. Therefore, yes. <laughs> you know, can't tell the difference between negative attention and positive attention. It's just attention. Yeah. As long in attention, then it must be, you know, as long as they're being flattered or somebody's talking to them and stuff like that, you know? See, I'm just naturally incredibly suspicious of anyone who yeah. approaches me. I remember once I actually, like, genuinely upset a bloke who, uh, I was at a pub with some mates from work. This is pre-meeting Rich, I think. Yeah, it was. Um... I was at a pub and some dude just sort of approached me and he wasn't like, he didn't lay any gross lines or anything. He was just talking to me. Uh, and then I went to walk away because I was like, I thought this was just a friendly conversation whilst we're both waiting to order a drink. And uh, so I went to walk away and he went, oh, I, I thought we were having a nice chat. And I was like, I'm not interested. And like, because all I could think was, why would you choose me of everyone in this bar? Because I'm very suspicious. And mm. I, at the time had very low self-esteem. Uh, and I was just sort of looking around and I was like, there's at least 12 more attractive women here 
So he either thinks that he's not going to get with them or he's sort of blind or something. <laughs> just, like, that's, that's how my mind used to work. So I'm oh, like, dear. yeah, I was so like, just walked up. I was like, yeah, thanks for the chat. Bye. And I think the dude was genuinely dejected. I felt quite bad about it afterwards. I can't think of the last I... time someone chatted me up ever. I mean, I'm ridiculously flirty anyway. But it doesn't help that my friend Steve and I are very gropey with one another. Um, Completely safe with one another, but very gropey. And we were leaving the pub on Thursday evening, and it had been pouring with rain. Um, So I had brought my small umbrella, and he had his big golf umbrella. And as we were leaving, he was saying, cool, look at the size of mine. It's shaft on that. I said, really? Mine's got really good action. Pumps up and down like this. And we're saying this in the middle of the pub and there's a table in, by the side of us full of men. And uh, I turn around and just give him a big smile. I say, hi. Because the bloke is looking at me smirking. He says, isn't an interesting conversation you're having there? I said, yes. You'd think I'd be embarrassed, but I'm not. Mostly because I said, look at the extension and the shaft on that one. <laughs> he said, it's not all about length because mine can extend like this. <laughs> God. And I think Steve said to me, it's good wrist action you got there. Do you like the pumping, do you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have dear. no shame, apparently, mm. in uh, in public. <laughs> it's always good to have a little bit of shame, I think. <laughs> you know, just a small amount of shame. Just enough shame. You just think that I'd be slightly embarrassed. Well, it's just, you think I'd be embarrassed, but um, no. <laughs> I don't think I can actually properly think of anyone ever trying to chat me up. Unless I'm totally fucking blind. Yeah, but and you're at that. You don't know when people are... Ch- I've, I've seen people... Yeah, you, you just don't see it. Okay, have people... Okay, honestly now, Lee, <laughs> have people ever at conventions tried to chat me up? Because I don't know. I know there's a guy who was massaging me. And, that's, uh, that's, that's, yes. Yeah, that's it. Um, and, yeah, he was basically saying that he... I said, you're going to get it later, because he... Not like that. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Uh, let me backtrack. Because uh, he stole my budgie, okay? Oh. Um, several times. So I was... Is that you for this? Because he's not a literal budgie. I have, to, I have my lucky budgie with me on my table. Okay, this is a thing. <laughs> um, so he would come around and he would, like, knock my budgie over and I would be really pissed off and go, like, ah, oh, fuck you, Ralph. And then um, he at one point stole the budgie and had him in his cleavage or something. And um, I was sort of shouting at him, you know, um, shaking my fist and going, oh my God, you're going to get it later. At which point he just went, woohoo, score! <laughs> I was just like, no, wait, not like that. What the fuck is that? Um, see, see what I mean? She just Oblivious. <laughs> it's obliviousness is what this is. But it's just so, it's too juvenile. Look, that cannot be chatting up. Yeah, this is guys. This is guys, though, yeah. I was going to say, a man asked me if I wanted some Irish in me. Not every, not everybody is tippity-top of the class of suave, okay? Not every, not everyone is going to be bringing their A-game. I mean, the last guy I recognised was actually chatting me up and proper flirting with me was the last guy I dated, and that was a fair few years ago now. Mm. Um, How did you do it? Was he classy? He was very classy, yeah. Because, and we worked together. He worked in sales, and I worked in the design section where I still am. And um, he was new, and he was, I thought rather handsome and dishy. And he was six three, which is a really good height for me. I like guys to be a bit taller. And uh, yeah, yeah. But he had a very intelligent history novel by the side of him, and he was very literate and you know just very book. And I liked him, and we just started chatting and hit it off. And we would text a lot. Mm-hmm. And we'd be like, I didn't want to say this to you over text, but I really like you a lot. And, and we would talk on the phone as well. And we would, you know, we'd have conversation for hours. 
do like minutes behind for hours. And then, you know, things went wrong on my part and uh, kind of ended it, which was a really stupid thing to do. But um, he was delightful. Lovely guy. He sounded like actually nice. Yeah, he was. He was. He didn't sound like someone who wanted to stick something in you. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not until much later. But no, he was completely... Steal your budgie. Yeah. Steal my budgie. <laughs> no, he was... That's a euphemism. That's a euphemism, yeah. No, he was a, he was a real gentleman and there's not many of those around. No. No, we're very few and far between. It's true. You, you are, Lee. I'm going to take a picture of my budgie. <laughs> Do not send me a picture of your vagina. <laughs> yeah, because send me it. <laughs> Yeah, send it to me. This first. is definitely going to be uh, like explicit content. When I put this up on the on the actual podcast, like later, it's going to have explicit it'll be like, tags. It'll be triple X rating. Then. Yeah. Uh, my God, this is what happened. It's like Holly Hollyoaks later. It's, <laughs> we've just devolved into craziness. It's. Well, uh, well, I have to I have to explain to Jim what like that post watershed meant. Uh, well, 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 you were talking to Lee Gallagher. Mm-hmm. Well, what I, what I keep forgetting though is that this is like global. It's not post watershed yeah. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, should I be watching my language? Because I do swear a lot. Oh no, I swear all we the time on the, the podcast. Time. So it's. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Cool. It's fine. I'm only toning it down a little bit because my mom's on the sofa over there. <laughs> oh, hello, mum. <laughs> She's having a little sleep. Bless her. Oh, Lucky. Sorry. <laughs> She's. Uh, she doesn't know yet, but I'm going to force her to be on the podcast later. <laughs> She's gonna hate it. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be fun. Bless her. Uh, yeah. So, um, comics. Com- <laughs> <laughs> you mean that point well, of I it? Just, I was just gonna say, you know, because you know, you, you, you know, you've got these horrible chat up things. I mean, I've been chatted up, but I get chatted up by like psychos. I had an actual like stalker. <laughs> I've had a stalker. Let's compare stalk stories. Yeah, I've had one too, unfortunately. <laughs> I've already told Jen this the story, and it was just so freaky. But I had I had somebody approach me on on Facebook saying, "Oh, are you are you Lee Grice who does just a, a random message of somebody I didn't know?" Mm-hmm. Um, just saying, "Are you Lee Grice who does uh, small press, big mouth?" I went, "Yeah." She said, "Oh, I love the podcast. Uh, you're really good. You know." really fun i'm just getting into comics and can you give me some advice mm-hmm. and that's just like yeah you know, i love just telling you know recommending comics and stuff you know, people ask for a top 10 and i'll give them like a fucking 100 um and we just having a chat and she kept and then she was saying stuff like oh just check my photos out on my profile let me know what you think and i looked on the profile and there was like this young good looking like model type but they were just kind of dodgy because they'd clearly been taken photos have been taken off a computer screen yeah mm. And it was all a bit fishy, and I thought, oh, this is going a bit strange. And then, yeah, she just got <laughs> really full on. And I thought, have I got a fucking groupie? <laughs> <laughs> is there such a thing as a comics podcast groupie? <laughs> and, <laughs> and it all just got a bit weird. And I was, just, I was trying to scope it, because oh, this doesn't add up. This doesn't add up. And she was saying stuff like about her local comic shop. She claimed she was in Brum. Hmm. But uh, she said, oh, well, my local comic shop is... Like Forbidden Planet on such and such a street, and I thought, well, that's not the one in Brum. That's not Corporation Street. And I looked, googled it, and it was one in London. I thought, well, this isn't. I don't know why would. How is? Why would her local comic shop be in London? <laughs> and it all it all got very peculiar and stuff. And she invited me. What she actually wanted, like, did she want to sort of, you know, 
murder you or something. <laughs> uh, wear your skin as a hat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not that anyone else has thought about that. <laughs> I never think about that. No. no. Never. I had... Um... Oh, sorry, go on. No, that's it. And she asked me if I wanted to meet up in Brum one time. Eek. And I literally couldn't go because I was working mm. late on that, uh, on that Saturday or something. Um, and then I found out later she wasn't, you know, her, the name she told me wasn't right, the photos weren't hers, and all this kind of stuff. And I thought, well, if I'd have gone, you know, along, I wouldn't, you know, a complete different person would have been there, you know? Yeah, what did so, she think she was going to do? Just be like, oh, yeah, those the pictures that were from, taken from my good side? You're not, you're not looking at me from the right angle? Uh, yeah, don't. Try to look like 20 paces yeah. away. And, do you think you, know. you would be fooled by that somehow? Yeah. <laughs> It was all very so. Anyway, at the end, I mean, this went on for about, about two months or something oh, like that. Oh, no. And then I was, I was just getting more and more suspicious. I was like, this isn't weird. And I said, like, okay, if you want to meet up, um, then I just, you know, I just like it. Because I, I, I don't know, it sounds weird, but I've met a few psychos before. <laughs> so I was saying, well, if you want to meet just... There's a lot of them in Birmingham, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not going to Birmingham. <laughs> so... I said, well, if you want to meet her, okay, but I've got a system. You know, first of all, I just want a, like a, a proof photo. So just a photo of you holding up a sign saying, hello, lady, this is me, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Her one of me, so how she knows. And then that didn't wasn't forthcoming and stuff. And then um, I thought, well, this is just so, so weird. And then she said, oh, I've got a confession. It's not, I've been lying to you. This isn't true. This isn't true. I went, oh, okay. And then uh, I was I was working extra shifts. And um, I didn't get to reply for a couple of days. And then she sent me this big old rant. <laughs> of, hey, you know, now you know what I'm like. You don't want to, you're not interested and yada, yada, yada. You're an arsehole and all this kind of stuff. And, <laughs> oh, dear. And it was like, whoa. Just, and I thought, fucking hell. Mm. Well, yeah, some people seem to be a little bit weird. Yeah. Um, there was um there was a guy when I worked at Music Zone um there was a guy who this is back in the days when I used to keep a live journal if anybody remembers live Bloody journal hell. oh I used to do that too oh my god my live journal I had to delete it because when I look back it's so emo like it's so <laughs> totally like why does nobody love me and why am I so fat and hideous and oh my god my life sucks even though it totally totally didn't <laughs> my life was absolutely fine they're just so drama queeny um but there was this guy who used to sort of like um. He used to comment on my journal and stuff, and I'm like, yeah, "That's fine. I'll just, I'll respond, whatever." Um, and then the one day he just appeared on my MSN, and he was like, "Fancy a chat?" So I was like, oh, "All right, I suppose." And then it started to get steadily more creepy because he was quite computer savvy, and he told me the one day that, that judging by photographs I'd put on Facebook and my um, IP address, he could figure out roughly what street I lived in. And I was like, mate, you're creepy, leave me alone. So I got rid of him off MSN and stuff. Anyway, about a week later, I'm at work. And um, I I should preface this by saying that I am obsessed with um, an anime show called Escaflone. And there was... Love fucking love Escaflone. Um, but there was a movie of it that I could not get hold of at all, which is entirely different from the, the, the show, and I don't quite know why. Um, but I was sort of desperate to have it, and I'd mentioned it to him before he, you know, showed his creepy colours. And um, so I'm at work one day, and, and one of one of my team comes around the corner and says, um, there's, a, there's a dude at the counter says he's got a present for you, but I've never seen him before. Is he one of your mates? 
And I says, what's his name? And they say, I can't even remember his name there. They're like, oh, it's, you know, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't think I know it. Oh, no. And the next thing I see is his face leaning round the edge. And he's like, I've got you that film. And I was like, oh, ball sacks. So I went round and I was like, what are you doing here? And he said, well, um, I figured out which music zone you worked at. And I know you really wanted to watch this anime. So I got it imported from Japan for you. Um, so I thought I'd just come round and give it to you. And I was like, I don't want it. <laughs> and he went, but you really want to see it, don't you? And I was like, yeah, but do you, are you not aware of how insanely creepy this is? Yeah. And he went, what do you mean? And I was like, I had to actually explain to him that telling a woman you can figure out where they live before they venture that information themselves and that, yeah. that appearing at a woman's place of work with gifts is yeah. weird. Yeah. And he was like, I thought you'd find it like romantic. And I was like, no. no. Um, anyway, it turns out it got mental health issues. And, <laughs> um, but I ended up, like, he left the DVD on the floor because he did not want me to not have it. So he left it on the floor and he left the store. Uh, and then I swiftly told the security guards to never let him in again when I was there. Yeah. Um, but I did take the DVD and watch the film. <laughs> I felt a bit bad about it, but I thought it's not going to do anyone any good on the floor of Music Zone. No. So uh, I'll just have it then, I suppose. Um, it's an alright film. I did not realise that by, you know, surprising you and you having never met him before, yeah. that may be slightly put off. Did he not? Or did he kind of maybe have this mental image of like you going oh this is lovely <laughs> like some sort of you've got male scenario <laughs> yeah, yeah no yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh, I love you kind of set people up for this because in, you know in movies you just you get these big romantic kind of gestures mm-hmm. that always kind of work and like you know the girl never goes what the fuck are you doing standing oh, out I, my standing I, outside I, my house with the boombox I don't mean to like put um Twilight in here, but oh, I will just make a very quick Twilight um, reference. Like, if you actually look at that fucking movie or the, the books or whatever, I have not read them by the way. No, me neither. Um, then uh, you know they, that is not a good relationship. Oh like, God, no! It's like stalking yeah. her, and she's about to kill herself to get attention. Mm. Um, and that is that is meant to be romantic. So yes. hopefully no one is going, Oh yes, if I go if I break into a girl's bedroom and stand by her bed and watch her sleep, she will fall in love with me. <laughs> that film like Yeah, but that's like a continuing theme in like, American like romantic the comedies. The, the climbing of outside the house and tapping on the window and climbing yeah. into the bedroom. I hate to bring up I hate to bring up Love Actually twice <laughs> in a podcast. However, can I just say that the Andrew Lincoln storyline in that mm. is the creepiest motherfucking thing that I have ever seen. A man paid to do your wedding video films nothing but your tits and face and then turns up on your doorstep with place cards saying I, f- I love you I and love whatnot. You. No, you're weird, mate. I've just got married. You've ruined my wedding video. Thanks for that. I'm not paying you for it, by the way. No, and... he, no he didn't. He wasn't paid. He he was filming that for himself. Oh no, that's but... worse. Do you know what? I've got a terrible story about this. Right, I'll, I'll keep all the names different. But my sister had an ex, right, who uh, he wanted to enter this competition for. Um, it was on. It was on top of the pop. So it must have been a while ago. But you got to, the prize that you got was to um, direct a music video for Girls Allowed. <laughs> 
And so what you had to do was direct a little music video and send it in. So he decided he was going to do that. And he, um, my sister has this weird thing about trying to stay friends with all her exes and doesn't realise that because she's the one breaking up with them, that they just think that means, hooray, she'll come back to me later. Yeah. Um, so he asked her, he was like, would you be in it? And do you think Stace would mind like being in it? And she was like, no, nah, no, nah, we'll both definitely do it. So the song he picks is called Fantasy by Appleton. And it's awful. It's like the two sisters from All Saints for a start. So you know you're off to a bad start. Um, the song's terrible. And basically his idea for the story of this video was us pair in a lot of situations that men might fantasise about so there was like a scene like under some trees in some like summer dresses relaxing looking all lovely and then there's a scene where we're like having a pillow fight in nothing but men's shirts oversized men's white shirts and then there's a scene where um, I'm in a cage which was actually made from an upturned spray painted cot it was the most uncomfortable thing I've ever had to sit in in my life while my sister is on the outside with like a whip and stuff it was so insane but the worst part about this like the finished video was straight awful like because I was like a chubby like at this time right bear in mind I hadn't hit my growth spurt yet so I was 4 foot 11 and still weighed probably about the same as I do today (laughs) so I was pretty chubbly and not the sexiest thing you've ever seen Um, and also quite young Um, so it's it's a, it's a bit of a disturbing video anyway but we went over to his house when he was editing it to see how he was getting along and when he went to the toilet I noticed this extra line of editing on the bottom of his screen mm. and I was like the fuck is that so I had to look he'd made a video purely of my sister's bits of the, the video to the song Black Velvet Black Velvet and a little you know that one and uh, it's just like the weird we were like mate what is that doing there and get rid of it this instant because clearly it just made that to wank on surely (laughs) well when you said your sister's bits (laughs) (laughs) no I mean I mean that the portions of film that she was in but he actually at one stage as well was filming bits with Zoe and came out of the garage with a massive boner and I was just like this is the worst situation I've ever been in in my life and I want to back out of it but I can't now so I'm committed and I don't want to do it anymore and people at Top of the Pops saw that video (laughs) (laughs) it's really distressing to me especially now you know the guys who were working working there yeah Jimmy Savile might have seen that. <laughs> oh, God, not going there. Oh, oh Lord. It's quite shocking you didn't oh, get through dear. then, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, we did. suffice to say, we did not win. Um, <laughs> well, that's just... That's just insult to injury. There was a brilliant bit, though. I tell you what, I couldn't stop laughing when he was trying to film me. He wanted to do this sort of scene where, like, it was like... We was like the camera was going around us, but because he couldn't like afford a proper like steady cam like <laughs> tripod or anything, what we had to do instead was put us on wheelie chairs and slowly wheel ourselves around. <laughs> it was just the worst thing I've ever done in my life. Oh, but that's, that's creative. Come on. <laughs> oh <laughs> lord. Some credit for that. <laughs> oh dear. Just makes you think never again. <laughs> but, that, but that video is like, I'm sure we burnt it because he gave us a, a, like a VHS copy. But I'm like, I never want to see it again. Ever. Uh, ever. <laughs> um, it's pretty bad. 
I'm, I'm slightly curious now. <laughs> <laughs> Some, someone in the cop being whipped. I mean, come on. Well, no, I wasn't being whipped because the cop was so small that Zoe stood behind it, couldn't actually reach where I was. So she was just sort of whipping the sides of the cot. But I was just like basically squashed in there trying to be sexy, like <laughs> trying to <laughs> mouth the words to the song, just like... Uh, it's like the sexiest thing I've ever heard you know, in, a, in, in the, this entire week. <laughs> No. <laughs> it's like the opposite. I mean, I always knew it was going to be an awkward watch for me considering my sister was in it. Um, because as difficult as it is to see yourself trying to be sexy, it's pretty horrible to see your sister trying to be sexy. Like, it's just uncomfortable. And I don't well, want to have to... The thing of um, trying to be sexy is, is, is quite interesting to me. <laughs> It involves a lot of weird things that I don't really find sexy. Yeah. You guys, but if someone tries to be sexy, they kind of look like they're having a stroke. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Or they just look like they're itching and they have to, like, touch themselves, you know, repeatedly. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's not... um, It's not easy. And I've got to say, I do... I do have a, a like after that I had a renewed respect for anybody who does porn. Yeah. Because how you get through that sort of situation, because it's the least sexy situation to be in. Loads of people watching you like slithering around and <laughs> just ugh. Now, now you know, as someone who has watched copious amounts of porn, <laughs> I, I what? Felt that. Do you know? Do you know? I have never watched a porno. Have you not? In my life, I don't know what I've seen a very small portion of Batman Triple X. <laughs> There's part of me that kind of wants to see I, some of that. I don't know why. I watch that and you end up sticking through the pony bits. Because <laughs> the, they kind of drop characters as soon as the pony bits start. They just drop yeah. anything. Well, that's wait, rubbish wait, now. You're watching for the story, Lee. I'm thinking, the sets are brilliant. They really worked hard to get the costumes right. The very small bit that I saw, Catwoman was enjoying... Batman's penis. <laughs> and uh, whilst Robin was enjoying his own penis with his hand, and he uh, he jizzes right in Catwoman's eye and then clearly tries to thumb it out again. And it's just the most awkward thing. Like, least sexy, awkward thing I've ever oh, seen in my God. life. I do remember We made a Batman reference. <laughs> But oh gosh! But what was brilliant about like I, th- I think I was put off that by the idea of seeing the penguin have sex. Like I oh. don't think I could have handled that at all. Oh my god, that sounds amazing! <laughs> the penguin having sex. We, we know what Jenny's doing as soon yeah. as we hang up. <laughs> it's not like the Bigfoot porn that I had to sit through then. What? Was, which was interesting. Well, luckily all the all the bad bits were kind of black boxed out. I don't think I could have seen. The, the willy of, of Bigfoot. Um, I, yeah, it just wasn't for me. Um, but needless to say, it was a very like, good costume. <laughs> I, I could appreciate that. They, they went into like, a, a lot of you know, effort to make Bigfoot look cool. I don't know about his penis because I didn't see it. Um, it kinda, it's a shame okay, in a way. I should stop talking now. It's, it's, it's probably a shame in a way you didn't see the penis because it would have put the myth to rest about if a person has big feet. Have they got yes. a big cock? <laughs> and if he's hairy all over, is his willy hairy? Yeah. Oh, chafe. Oh, my what God. would it chafe? But would it depend oh, on whether true. or not it was bristly? Oh. 
<laughs> if it was like fluffy like Sully from Monsters Inc. You need a red condom when you've got Bigfoot. <laughs> like a French tickler. <laughs> <laughs> this has descended into madness. I am I had no idea this was gonna happen. <laughs> Do you know what? It's a terrible thing that whenever anyone says ribbed condoms, I think of Wayne's World and ribbed for her. <laughs> I love, I do love Wayne's World because it's got so many quotable bits. Like one of my favourite bits is like, if you were an ice cream flavour, you'd be pralines and dick, <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, lovely. Oh, lovely image there. It was the first one with the grey poupon. Yeah. Do yeah. you have any grey poupon? <laughs> <laughs> what is grey poupon? <laughs> oh, dear. oh dear I feel like um, so guys well, at least you've covered some like pop culture there mm-hmm. yeah vaguely yeah, yeah. Done yeah. yeah. Uh, so have you seen any good films not porn lately <laughs> <laughs> I have I, I've just been working read I'm any good comics not porn lately <laughs> um, Lee have you watched any movies um, well I did mention the one we watched that um, King of oh, no, Fighters. Oh no, 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 we do not speak of King of Fighters. I will literally punch something, and the closest alive thing in my vicinity is a budgie. Okay, I will punch my budgie if we have to talk about <laughs> a fucking movie. I am a big fangirl, okay, of, of King of Fighters. I grew up with like emulators on my PC, and I used to play all the King of Fighters, like 97 and like uh, 2001. Oh my god, it was amazing! And all that stuff. And and then they made the movie, and I was like, this is going to be incredible. Like, they're going to have awesome like, fight scenes, and they're going to have, like, Mai Shiranui with her massive tits, and it's going to be incredible. <laughs> and then, okay, I have nothing against Maggie Q. She is beautiful. She mm-hmm. she really is. But uh, And also, um, I normally am very much about character, yeah? I, to- I am a complete character whore. I fucking love characters. But M- Mai Shiranui is well known for one thing two things it's her tits okay that's what she's known for is her tits so they cast a person who hasn't got massive boobs and then they don't give her the costume on top of that and then they give her the wrong power they give her lightning instead of fire and then after that they also give her the wrong personality see you got me going now because i really love king of fighters and then they fucked up Iori as well. Iori is amazing. And they made him into some emo fucking... Anyway, sorry. That movie, no one should ever watch it because it's horrendous. You sound about as mad as that as I did about having to re-watch Street Fighter recently. Oh, oh Street Fighter's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it isn't, it though. Street Fighter first, then King of Fighters came out. Okay. Oh, was that, was that a different Street day? I can't remember now. Street Fighters is a completely different matter, okay? Um, Street Fighters is just... Beautiful, because it's such a mess. <laughs> it is. It is a mess. It is such a mess, and I mean, um, I mean, it, just the fact that what's his face, the guy who can't act for shit, uh, Jean Claude Van Damme. Yes, everyone just says the name. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, he normally has no life ever like, in any kind of role he plays. He looks like he's kind of either on drugs or dead. <laughs> he gives a sort of, sort of a live performance ish. And that's all I can ask of him, really. <laughs> uh, 
So I enjoyed it. I fucking loved that movie. Oh, wow. It's really good. I, like it? I found it painful. I think it's mostly because... Um, it's shit. Well, it's the thing is, the thing is for me, I was more of a... I've, I like Street Fighter a lot, the games. Like I, um, I mean, I'm terrible at remembering characters' names, but I did used to really love Street Fighter, and I was never any good, but I liked playing it a lot. Um, and so when you have the idea of a Street Fighter film, what I'm expecting is uh, fights in streets. Yeah. And... What I got was some sort of military <coughs> nonsense with some sort of brainwashed dummy monster thing mm. with some sort of Kylie Minogue. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't. And what happened to Ryu and Ken in it? Like, what? What are they, what? Oh, yeah, that was brilliant. They were so dumb. They were so shit. Like, so <laughs> insanely shit. I just couldn't. We watched it fairly recently, and uh, and I was just like, Rich, why are we doing this? We've both seen it before. Why are we watching it again? I don't understand why we're doing it. It's hard. <laughs> it's really hard. Um, no, I, I mean, I, I just, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's because when I watched it the first time, I didn't. I expected it to be really shit. I don't know why. I don't know why I expected Street Fighter to be shit and King of Fighters to be good. Don't ask me, because logic. And, um, you know, so I expected it to be crap, so I loved it for that, because it's like, it's so bad, it's good. Whereas King of Fighters is just bad. Like, um, we what? how many hours is it, Lee? Like, how, it feels like five hours. It was about an hour and a half, I think it was. An and it was and just, because it was, you'd think at least there'd be good fights in it. you think, okay, the plot will be shit, but at least the fight choreography will be good. But the no. fights were rubbish, and it was all exposition. There was no actual it plot. Was... They were just telling you stuff. <laughs> and it was like this soap opera music in the background, which was really sort of... It kind of made you want to fall asleep. Um, and then they had one glimmer, one small glimmer of hope, when you had um, Mature and Vice. Uh, yeah, Mature and Vice. Uh, two of the characters were really awesome in the game, obviously, and then shit in the movie. Um, when they were having, like, a shower scene and stuff. <laughs> well, you didn't get to see the show. They're lesbians. They're yeah, lesbian yeah, yeah. ninjas. And then, you know, like, they got close to each other, and one of them put their leg in between the other person's leg, and they looked at each other, and they got very close, and then it ended. <laughs> and you're just like, why? Why did you do that? I almost felt like I, I, I was alive at that point. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah, there wasn't even any tits and ass. You think, was they nothing. just don't know how to make a shit film. Mm. <laughs> Not like Dead or Alive the movie which is just tits and ass I've um I've not seen that but I never really played the game so I, d- oh. I, th- I thought I wouldn't get it <laughs> actually, is there anything to get I actually have got it and it is dreadful but when I first watched it I thought it was brilliant I loved it I knew it was a bit shit but I just really enjoyed it it's amazing isn't it yeah so I bought it's, it and I really like Jamie Priestley I think yeah. that's why Please watch it. Yeah, it, it was. Okay. I'll try. It was. Fun. I have got like a, the world's biggest list of things to watch because every time I talk to someone on the podcast, they realise I haven't watched something yeah. that apparently needs watching instantly. It's... I still haven't watched the films that Kelly Sue recommended to me, no, David Bowie ones, yeah. which I probably should get on. Because, mm, but Bowie. you know, I think whatever this person recommended is not more important than uh, <laughs> Dead or Alive. Right. Yeah, do it. Uh, where they even play beach volleyball in yeah. the movie. Yeah. Which, you know, gave me a lady bonus straight away. <laughs> is this happening? Is this actually happening? Oh my god, it's actually happening. If you played the game, yeah. it's just basically these kind of dead looking doll, plasticky doll people with big tits 
and like baby faces who who have like really tiny bikinis and you you have like a beach volleyball thing going on and the more you win the smaller their bikinis become <laughs> and then you have a rank <laughs> um but yeah Okay, I will. Tr- I will try to watch it, but I cannot guarantee that I won't watch the Mortal Kombat movie first. It's got Eric Roberts in it as well. Who's he? It's Julia Roberts' brother. Is he what? attractive, man? Not particularly. He's. He's. I think he must be older, but he plays the nasty in it. And you can, oh. the, I'm guessing that the budget must have run out towards the end because the glasses that he had that helped him have all of their fighting abilities. Even Donovan, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. She knows all the names. I have no idea what their names are. <laughs> <laughs> they just wore these really dodgy pair of sunglasses and you just like push the middle yeah, or something every now and then. power. Yeah. I have sunglasses. So <laughs> I thought you just kicked them off and. Uh, and they did. <laughs> Eventually they fell off when he got kicked to the ground. Yeah. He's like, oh shit, yeah, now you're in trouble, fucker. Now you're just spoiling it all for me now. Yeah. There's lots more to it. <laughs> Bastards. There's lots more sexy things. It's got one of the. They're not. Is it Holly Valant? Oh really? Yeah, yeah, I remember. I've got a funny story about Holly Valant. Well, not her personally, but um, when I was younger, my uh, my mom bought me a Tyco video cam. I don't know if anybody remembers these, but it was like a video camera for kids that you plugged into your telly or into your video, so you just recorded straight to like a video cassette. And uh, me and my sister were like, "Yeah, wicked. We're gonna film our own films and music videos. It's gonna be badass. We're gonna be so cool." And so we spent a day uh, in the summer holiday the one day making a load of music music videos and uh, we did like some stupid ones like um, we did Bewitched where we just tried to Irish jig even though neither of us can do it uh, to Celebi and stuff and we were making all these ridiculous videos and then my sister was like I really like Holly Valance's Kiss Kiss so I'm gonna do a video for that so I was like okay so I'm stood behind the settee which is like right by the door to the living room uh, and my sister's in the middle of the living room and she's wearing like some shorts and a shirt and she just starts like mouthing the song and doing this like really slinky suggestive dance and that is the whole video Mm. about halfway through the second verse my granddad walks in and my sister just goes <laughs> like rabbit in headlights oh no he's caught me being sexy and my granddad was like oh uh what's going on <laughs> and I'm just tittering behind the camera like the camera's just shaking from me laughing and so I was like oh we're just like filming some stuff here uh thanks and then he shuts the door and she immediately just starts being sexy again. <laughs> it was just the greatest. Um, so funny video. And uh, we tried to film me doing um, some Dido song, I've forgotten which one, and I kept laughing because I couldn't do a serious music video at all. Um, so every time we tried to film like me being serious, like, my tea's gone cold, I won't drink why, or whatever song it was, I'm like just pissing myself, just full on pissing myself. I'm like, is that, I can't do it. It's probably why I'm not an actress. I would have loved to see you do nothing compares to you. <laughs> <laughs> just laughed so hard I cried at the end. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, I like the way that Miley Cyrus says on whatever video it was, was it Wrecking Ball or something she did? She said, yeah, that bit where I'm crying in the camera is totally based on nothing compares no. to you. No. And then... Yeah. Yeah, she, she's crying. Oh, I don't know, she's an idiot. Which is a shame because she's actually a really talented singer. She's actually got a really nice voice. Her songs are awful. Though. They're shit. It's, it's kind of like Lady Gaga. Like, I have a bit of an affinity for Lady Gaga, and I'm not sure why, because her lyrics are, like, just crazy nonsense. Uh, and sometimes just really weird. Yeah. Um, but I absolutely love her because she has got a powerful oh, voice. Yeah. She's amazing. I'm seeing her in October, and I actually can't wait. It's really sad. That's not sad. That's not sad. <laughs> 
No duet with um, Tony Bennett is fantastic. Ladies mm. of Tramp. Yeah. Uh, she really goes to town on her vocals and that is great. She's wonderful. Uh, but it's like Miley Cyrus. She she used to do these like, um, it's like backyard uh, sessions, and she did a cover of Dolly Parton's Jolene, mm-hmm. and it was fantastic. It's like, of course you're gonna like. Well, I know, but she's done other <laughs> stuff. It's like, why? And, but she's she really strips and down and does real acoustics. Why the fuck don't you do this instead of that shit wrecking ball and swinging on a ball naked? <sighs> and then someone looking like a twat in all those really gaudy awful costumes oh my god this is the lady who does the, the does the bun thing right this yeah. is the new thing yeah, yeah the twerking and always always sticks her tongue out because she doesn't like her face when she has photos taken you know how i said about the you know it looks like when people are trying to be sexy it looks like they're having a stroke that's the one <laughs> <laughs> you know twerking that's a, meant to be sexy right is that a sexy thing apparently or just I... for the lols it must be for the lols. Right? <laughs> well, I, well, I think I it's supposed it, to be sexy in the sense of, like, if you're a dude and a girl's butt is all up in your penis grill, then <laughs> I would imagine that's quite <laughs> enjoyable. Yeah. As, as a heterosexual male, yeah. uh, what do you think about twerking? Well, as you know, I'm not really into bums that much. Oh, yeah, whatever. So. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. 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 <laughs> I yeah I could see that being you know kind of sexy I think. Someone could I'd I'd be twerked. But would it would it be more just about the proximity of lady flesh to penis flesh, or more than the actual movement of it being sexy? Either. On a drill and she. It depends who it is who's twerking in Mm. in what you know proximity and what the butt's like I guess you know. Because there was a video that someone, uh, friend, one of my Facebook friends posted, and it came on my feed, and it was of a this uh, black woman who was probably four of my bums would probably fit within the width and height of her ass, and she was doing twerking, and she was really good. She was really good at it, but I thought that's a that's a lot of flesh to be moving around in that sort of style. <laughs> that wasn't attractive at all. But I did well, not. Yeah, there's something for everybody, you know. Yeah. You could, every, you know, somebody will, will love that, you know. This. Well, that whatever, I mean, when, you can, whatever you can think of, somebody will be into it. What I loved was when Miley Cyrus did that. It was at the MTV Awards with that bloke in the Beetlejuice suit. Yeah. And then everyone just superimposed Beetlejuice's body and face into that, and that just that that made my day a little bit. <laughs> I have completely missed this. Um, you're too busy working all the time. That's I, the thing. Yeah, you, I just basically have my face in the light box, and that's all I do. Yeah, you just like disappear for a fortnight, and then come back and go. What happened in the world? <laughs> what, was, what was going on? And what now I've literally drawn a penis, and I'm not even kidding. And I have put it on Twitter. I've just yeah, I've just <laughs> seen it and immediately favorited it. I don't. I don't even know what's going on anymore. It's like three <laughs> something, and I'm drawing penises onto little manga faces. It's Help. uh, it's three twenty six, and looking at our clock. We are now at hour 18, uh, oh, 18 exactly. hours, 26 minutes and 13 seconds. <laughs> we do it well. That's a Laura Laura podcasting. That's going to take some mean editing at some stage when I decide to put all the stuff out. This one's just going to be, hi, Jenny, see ya. <laughs> all the penis talk in the middle. Yeah. But you just keep on chatting with us. I'm enjoying this. This is good. Yeah, this is keeping me awake. Yeah, me I was too. worried I was about to nod off. Oh, me too. I am um, getting very... I'm happy. flagging horribly. I'm happy. Well, I just, I just think you're saying so awake. I'm, I'm just so impressed. <laughs> that you can still talk after 18 hours that you're not just croaking into the mic. 
I've, uh, I've been quite lucky in that most of the people that we've spoken to have been quite talkative themselves, so I've saved my voice quite a lot, because um, I was concerned that we'd have some fairly quiet people, mm-hmm. and I'd have to do a lot of the hard work. Um, but, uh, I mean, I've done loads of hard work, obviously, give some money to charity, thanks. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, 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 been, it's been fun, though, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it has been fun. I've, no, I've noticed yeah. my throat is tired. Mm. But it's I just keep getting croaky. dry mouth, yeah. like crazy dry mouth. Yeah. I'm like, nah, nah, yeah. all the time. It's really I sexy. just looked at the Just Giving site and uh, and you're up at like 74% now. So Yeah, yeah doing not really doing too badly. Guys. That's awesome. Yeah. I really hope yeah. we get some, like, I really want to hit the target before we finish. Uh, and I don't think we will because it's late now and everyone's in bed. Yeah. <laughs> Thank but, you all of you have donated an, oh my God, £100? From Adam, Adam Hughes. Adam Hughes. Yeah, Adam as well. Hughes. Frack. I know. Oh, someone else who says frack. Yay. <laughs> I, I try to say that instead of fuck sometimes. <laughs> I say flip. Yeah. Flip. Flip. It's, I, it's, I like words that end in... Sometimes I try to say far out, <laughs> but then that doesn't work. I start saying far... Oh, fuck. <laughs> Tits McGee is another one of my favourite exclamations when I'm at work, because I think that's better than, oh, fucking bollocks face. I, do, I, um, I say shiz quite often. Oh, shiz. Yeah. Shizzle sticks is what I say. Yeah. I, I went through a phase where I used to try and say raspberries instead of anything sweary because I thought I'd get fired. Uh, but it, as it turns out, I work in quite a cool office, so they don't really mind if I drop the occasional F-bomb as long as there's no patients on the phone. I <laughs> might accidentally mutter the C-bomb every once in a while Oof, at work. Risky business. But I'm not the only one... I never use that word unless I am very, very, very upset with someone. Hmm. Very yeah. upset. Like, I will never... I've never really understood the taboo around that word because to me it's the exact same it means the same as twat mm. so know, why really it shouldn't be different but and also like the, the it sounds different though it's harsher it's a harsh word that's probably well what I think the, the whole thing about swearing is just weird anyway really if you think about it because mm. it's all based on you know there are, there are nice words for some things and then there's horrible words for some yeah. things and then you've got Kind of horrible, but they're okay for kids to say. It's a, it's funny that you allow things to be offensive. Like yeah. swear words are only offensive because you've allowed them to have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. like fart was always kind of rude. Yeah, when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah crack. What you said. Crack fart was, was kind of what grown up said, and now you yeah. got fart in like the Beano, which mm. kind of freaks me out. Like, oh, it's That's Jamie Smart, smart isn't it? <laughs> well, you can't say fart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that fart. Is, when I was growing up, you couldn't say fart because that was that was rude. Really? Yeah, fart. Yeah. Fart's, fart's I like the word parp. Yeah, parp. Yeah, it's yeah. a good word. I mean, to be honest, Trump. like the um the word well the 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 fuck word basically mm. um it, that in in Swedish is is a word that I will not say. Like mm. um and I know that sounds really dumb because I basically say fuck in every other <laughs> sentence now when I'm in, in the UK and I say shit and fuck and all that crap. crap mm-hmm. But you see what I mean. Um, but if I speak Swedish, I will not say that to my parents in front of my parents. I will never use the C word. <laughs> like, oh I've no. used the C word maybe twice in front of my parents. In I my actually life. know how to say the C word in German. <laughs> what yeah. is it? Futzer. <laughs> <laughs> and also, Pimmelkopf means dickhead. Um, and, and this has been another wonderful episode of learning swear words in German with Sice Bob. Yeah, um, I, I, I won't say the F word or the C word in front of my mum and dad. My, see, my mum swears herself, but she will not accept the C bomb. Mm. So I can say fuck shit, piss flaps, fuck, I, fuck I, nuggets, you know, pretty much anything in, in front of my mum. In more recent years, I can get away with shit, bugger, bollocks, and piss. I love the word parents. bollocks. Yeah. It's so satisfying to say. Balls. Bollocks. 
I yeah. generally don't get away with wanker. They're not too keen at twat, we all say, so that's fine. Did you not think it was brilliant earlier when Jamal Eigel said twat and he pronounced it twat? Yeah, I do. Why do Americans think it's yeah, pronounced yeah, twat? twat. Right. Yeah. It's like, for God's sake. Nobody, nobody says twat over here. It's twat. Yeah. Oh, I love it. It's so cute. It's a really, really posh way of saying it, because obviously I live in, in Bath, which is Bath. A... Mm. <laughs> yeah. Everyone says Bath, darling. And if they say Bath, they're like... Oh my god! No, it's definitely yeah, I mean, bath. I, I need to see. No, I do say bath. You're such I a think, monumental think... twat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I can't accept a friend of mine um, who comes from Wensbury, so he used to have a bit of a black country style accent. Uh, went to university in like Worcester, and then farted about a bit. And when he came back, he started saying things like dance and bath and path. Yeah. And I was like, mate, who do you think he was singing? Um, Dancing Queen by Abra and he was going Dancing Queen and I was like no <laughs> will not accept will not yeah, accept yeah I had a mate who came back from col- uh, from university saying bus instead of bus unacceptably it's a bus it's a bus, bus. Yeah. <laughs> you, should, you should hear Jenny slip into Brummie it's hilarious she, I knew you were going to say this okay, it's I so to... good we were just chatting away and she just went fuck <laughs> I, oh this fucking is hell there's something that I didn't want to bring up but I'll bring it up now because fuck it um, <laughs> I, I have a thing that I really start mimicking other people oh, me without too. realising it mm-hmm. so uh, it sounds like I'm taking the piss like if, I, if I'm around someone with a Scottish accent like a proper like uh, um, then like, I'll like start speaking my Scottish really, accent earlier yeah. <laughs> you know I'll start, I'll start mimicking that without realising it and it sounds like I'm actually making fun of them um, so when I talk to Lee a lot, I'll suddenly stop slipping into really bad brummy talk. And I was really hoping that I wouldn't start like speaking weirdly with you guys online. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm actually mimicking you at all really badly at the moment. I hadn't, I haven't, I haven't noticed, noticed anything. Good. I am, um, I, I do a similar thing in that, like, I mean, I have to be sort of immersed in the accent a bit longer because, like, that's why I've got a bit of a black country twang now because of Richie's family. Because um, my accent wasn't. I don't think it was that bad. Like when you hear my mum talk later, um, you're you're probably that's more like what my accent used to be before I started getting a little bit black country. But um, but I found like when I speak to Stacey Whittle a lot, I keep trying to do. But the thing is, I'm not good at accents either mm. at all. So when I'm slipping into one, it's probably really offensive. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably just coming out Jamaican, yeah, and yeah. Uh, I'm and just Jamaican or kind of Welsh. <laughs> well, I um, I did a bit of a Scottish accent earlier uh, when I was doing a riff on a joke that I did about Gerard Butler, and uh, and it's just so bad my Scottish accent, like like horrendously, upsettingly bad. Um, but I don't. Are, is anybody really good at faking an accent? Some no. people are. Well, not, not probably not amongst us, but. Yeah. No. I have people to do. Like, I, I have. I can barely like. speak English with an English accent. So. <laughs> I have to do a lot of American for stage mm. a lot of the time because so many of the shows that we do are American, mm. so I have to do a lot of American. But we like to call it Mid Atlantic, unless we're doing something like Calamity or Annie Get Your Gun, and then we have to be a little bit. Oh my bit... god, Calamity Jane. Yeah. Fucking straight up love that film. Yeah, me too. I was pissed off I didn't get the lead, and then the person who did get the lead also got the lead in Annie Get Your Gun, and they're the same fucking musical. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> and breathe. Be bitter, be bitter. Not bitter at all about that. <laughs> but I find that I do pick up people's accents as well, but mostly because I don't really have my own, because 
I live in Suffolk and there is a Suffolk accent which is very country and I work in Norfolk and Norfolk has its own accent as well and, and where I am is pretty much on the Suffolk-Norfolk border so you only have to drive a little way and you're in Norfolk so you've got two distinct dialects mm. it's all very hey you got and mm. that kind of thing going on Richie's sister um, her boyfriend is from Wath which is sort of um, I think it's Sheffield kind of way and he's got a wonderful accent and I tell you what I absolutely like he must hate me because every now and again I'll just be like bees say jam roly poly and he'll go jam roly poly and I'm like yeah and, um, and I love the way he says grapes as well he goes grapes I'm like oh I love it oh, that's so cool jam roly poly my sister's fiance is from Namibia which is kind of like on the border with South Africa so as soon as he came over the first thing I want him to say was diplomatic immunity <laughs> <laughs> and uh I will look at a fucking prawn. <laughs> it, it has been yes. stitches. Oh, I love uh, South African accents. Yeah. Look, did you ever watch Blood Diamond with uh, Leo DiCaprio? No, no. His South African accent is the worst. <laughs> I was just watching it like, what's this mess coming out of his mouth? Don't understand. I just remember being on holiday in Tenerife for the family and we met a Scottish family. And I would just get them to say, Murda. 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 There's been a murder. <laughs> and, and, and I get them to say tag it. <laughs> oh, we're so mean. I know, but it was fun. Like performing monkeys. <laughs> Do it again. Jam, roll it, roll it. Yeah, need to just count in Swedish. I find that just brilliant. What? Okay, I, one thing that people also go is normally like, oh, Jam, can you do a Swedish accent? And I'm just like, I have no idea how to do a Swedish... I, I probably sound really Swedish right now because I'm so tired. Um, <laughs> but I have no idea how to do it. I, you have to listen to... what What's his face? Sven... Sven Joran Eriksson. <laughs> when he uh, speaks uh, like this. Uh, that's all he does. Uh, that's all the, That's all I know. Like, I don't know an actual accent in Swedish. You're, you're a really bad Swede, though. I know. Really... I suck. I let my country down. <laughs> Oh. Well, you're not going to Eurovision, are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, how brilliant was the Eurovision this year? It was more the, the the best part about Eurovision this year was being on Twitter with everyone whilst watching. I it tweeted Facebook. over a hundred times <laughs> that night, live tweeting that Eurovision. I was on my own. I had a glass of wine. It was a mistake, a beautiful mistake. <laughs> so much fun. It was. Yeah, the, the milk churners, that made it for me. Then the whole thing was over by the time they'd been on. Oh, God, no. I was just howling. And I, just, I, I, I thought, this is classic Eurovision. It was the milk churners, and there were some, some buff men on at some point, and I tweeted something, and I know that you you loved it, Stacey, and I can't remember what the hell I'd said, but something about really buff men. <laughs> there was, um, I really, I can't remember which band it was, but there was some that looked like kind of like Mumford and Sonsy, <laughs> and they were really fit. Yeah, like properly fit. Why did um, I not watch this? What was I doing? You were working. You were working. A woman, a woman with a beard won. How could you not? Have, ugh. Oh, did you I see? All this shit now. Did you see Contrita Verst at the Jean-Paul Gaultier um, fashion show the other day? In a dress. She, she looks was gorgeous. Beautiful. And that's a good beard, man. It's very well kept. I'm just yeah. wondering if they kind of brush in some kind of dye or something because it's very, mm. you know, just conditions it. Yeah. Effort in. Keep- 
Is there a lot of effort in keeping a beard? I don't know. Is there, Lee? Is there much effort in I, keeping a beard? Well, not in my case, but I've got a horrible beard. And I keep seeing people with nice beards. And I thought, clearly I'm not putting the effort in. Because <laughs> everybody else has got nice beards. And mine's just really straggly and sticky-outy. And I'm thinking, clearly I should be doing stuff to, to my beard. You know, lotions or something. I don't know. Or, I think moisturize you should, your beard, dude. Yeah, you can get you can get like some some form of moisturizer or wax or something for it. Yeah, I it's, you oh, know, wow. conditioner. That, that I wind do... lady person looks amazing. Who oh. you? Oh, country oh, yeah. versed. I amazing. Oh. And actually, the song was pretty good. It was good, actually. It was very James Bond. It was the only one that I can actually remember bits mm. of. Yeah, because mm. uh, all the others were quite nondescript song wise. Mm. Um, I think actually I don't think it was that bad. There were quite a few decent songs. There were some songs that I think were a bit too like. There were a couple of like Mumford and Sons esque ones mm. that I just thought everything in the charts is this, and I'm not really interested. I did really like. I can't remember what country it was, but they kind of were dressed like a box of crayons. Um, mm. I forget who they were. They were pretty, that was pretty funny. Well, then again, that's the thing about Eurovision. You get really into it on the night, mm. and or like, yeah, that's a really good song. That's a really good song. And then as soon as it finishes, it just evaporates. Yeah, instantly yeah. forget. And you think I don't give a fuck about that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to buy that single, and I really can't be asked. Why would I want to do that? You know. I did enjoy of... Graham Norton's commentary this year as well. Yeah, I yeah. still miss Wogan. Though. I miss Wogan. I do. Wogan yeah. was brilliant, yeah. Donny. I didn't think anybody could pick up after Wogues, but um, mm. he, d- he did a good job. Yeah. He you seemed know. really genuinely bamboozled, though, when they just walked in on him and he was like, um, hi. Yeah. They were weird, the presenters. They did some... That song that they did about the number 12, yeah. like, mm. that was... And all the casual Chinese racism was yeah. really bamboozling to me. I think I tweeted towards the end, like, this Eurovision was brought to you by the number 12 and the letter C for casual racism. <laughs> and that got so many retweets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was it was such a weird one this mm. year. Yeah. I loved it. It was ace. Well, you want it to be weird, but don't you? I mean, the worst thing in the world is if you watched it and it was like a proper. You think, oh no, this is a it's proper music contest. Yeah, yeah, I don't want a proper song contest. I no. want nonsense in my eyes. Yeah. You do want just the gibberish? Cause... Yeah. Hmm? What was that? Sorry. Sorry, didn't didn't Sweden win last year? Right. Because I remember there was some year that I kind of went, oh my god, patriotic because Sweden won. Did they win? I don't know. I don't know. Where was it hosted no, this year? Because they'd have hosted it this year, wouldn't they? So did they? Yeah. Did they host it this year? I can't remember who hosted it. All this I know year. is there was this lady who was singing really nicely, and then she won, and I was like, "Wow, I'm feeling so Swedish now," and then <laughs> forgot about it. Um, but that's basically my experience of Eurovision. <laughs> Sad, isn't it? It's always the scoring that's fun because it's always let's look after our neighbours. We'll pretend mm, it's not yeah. being political, but it's completely political. It's totally political. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, we hate the UK. <laughs> yeah, there's I mean, no way our phone I mean, votes just, mean yeah, anything. No, it's just really, just—it's—it's it's so obvious it's not even fun anymore. Yeah. but yeah. it was really good with when Wogan was doing it because they were kind of pretending that it wasn't, and he'd just go, "Okay, so and so is going to vote for so and so now," and it's like, boom! It's like, wow, you're psychic. Well, yeah, but, it was, uh, no, but now, yeah, now kind of everybody's aware of it. And it's just like, yeah, it's almost not worth voting anymore. Mm. But um. Yeah, but it is kind of, it is fun. And it just goes on for ages. Because wasn't it, was it Russia or someone who got booed all the time? Yeah, yeah. As well. Yeah. I mean, that's understandable. Yeah. I, think that's, I feel sorry for the fucking... The girls, you know, because the they girls, cause performed like really well. Yeah, and they sang beautifully and it was very weird, their choreography and what they did. But mm-hmm. I understood why they were booing. I was like, good yeah. on you, but it's unfair to those two performers. Yeah, yeah. So I can't help it that mm. people are assholes. Mm. Yeah. Oh, sadness. 
quick, let's talk about sex again. Let's bring it back up. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that make me. Let's talk about sex. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I'm quite concerned I said let's talk about sex and bring this back up again and just realising afterwards what that kind of sounded like. I'm going to eat this cold garlic mushroom. Oh, dear. Nom. Sorrow. That's alright, you guys need to eat. Do yeah. you, you go on, on like actual like loo breaks? Do you get to have a shit? Mm. Yeah. yeah. I've had two so far, no one's noticed. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not not like at my chair. No. Um manage to do, do, manage to just escape and take care of business and then yeah. come back again. That's why yeah. I enlisted well, the help of the delightful well, Jenny. Yeah. Never as a as a shit. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> You think, how can he do all these, you know, 24 hour things and not have a shit or a piss? <laughs> He's just constantly hooked up to like a tiny catheter and. <laughs> oh, God. I try, I try, I try to manage the times day, when we have girls, The day after 24, he's just on the toilet oh. all day. <laughs> <laughs> just, it's, I've missed my window. It's like a fucking bowling ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. We've all been there. I yeah. Like go back there. <laughs> oh. It's so painful. Yeah, you know, you meet people when that's not good, you know, and you're dehydrated. Yeah, oh. that's why I'm trying to keep fluids up. I've let, I've I've gone off the coke and gone on to orange squash. Yeah. I'm still on the um, energy drink because it's 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 quarter four. <laughs> the sun's gonna be up soon. Yeah, yeah it's quarter four. God, what is going on? Yeah, it's got to, it's got to be sunrise soon, right? Yep. Excellent. Yep. Any ideas what time? About half four-ish, I think. Usually, really? Uh, yeah, it's quite it's quite early now because we uh, we went out a couple of weeks ago to um, a club night called Propaganda, and we never stay out normally until the end of a club, but we did. And then obviously we had to go and get a kebab afterwards. And by the time we got home, it was legitimately light out, and mm. it was about twenty-five to five or something. So it was pretty. Um, yeah, it's pretty early at the moment. Mm. What's that like? You know, social life. <laughs> I could not tell it's, you. Um, it's I don't have much of one, but when I do, I like to go the whole hog, and it's quite fun. Oh, oh gosh! Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that um, that that night that we stayed out for ages, we um, I had cocktails and uh, well, I had a whole picture of a cocktail. That was nice, um, and there was lots of dancing and drunken times, and it was good. I oh thought um, you made me. You made me remember. Um, what was it la- last? No, the football bubble before last football bubble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We may have danced together. We did. We definitely did. I'm pretty sure we Gangnam styled together. Okay. Yes. This, this, <laughs> I I do remember this vaguely. But I, <laughs> so I'm gonna say I was fucking trolleyed at this. And uh, all I can remember is seeing Stacy on the dance floor and going, oh my fucking God, that woman can dance. <laughs> no, that woman can flail. <laughs> no, 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 no. To, to, to my mind, that was amazing. So I tried to desperately like, copy you and I couldn't because I was too drunk and, and horrible, bad at dancing. So I just kind of took my scarf thing for my, uh, for my outfit and just started spinning it around instead and twatting people in the face with it. <laughs> 
Gangnam Style, and 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 that was our evening. Oh, so I love that party. I think that that was the year that Kieran Gillen named me his best on the dance floor, and I wasn't sure whether that was because of my actual skills or my enthusiasm for dance. Take it for all of it. Take <laughs> it for all of it. Actually, we're one of the better dancers. Ever. Yeah, but that's the thing about nerds, right? Is <laughs> is we're not that that physically yeah. prowessy at anything like beyond using our thumbs for video games well so i don't know about you but once i've had a few drinks i go into the raptor dance and <laughs> if that is not skilled i don't know what is i do love um, a good raptor dance yeah. i'm also a fan of the octopus what? you can't see it i'm doing it Just right now it's wicked yeah. uh, it's wicked uh, it, it's impressive i love it <laughs> I just think the um, when you're going to have a dance, just don't do it near Barry and Dave. We, we discussed this earlier. They are demons on the dance floor. That is true. It was so amazing. They are. <sighs> mm-hmm. It's just was like going crazy. He just glides around the dance floor like some sort of dance god. And well, he's there when I did the train, and then like I I hooked up on the back of the train because I was too shit to be on the front. <laughs> and so who doesn't really know what it, what she's doing. Well, he was the front and he was amazing. Yeah. He, they just, the pair of them are just, ugh. Mm. They're so smooth. They are. So Absolutely. Thanks for the sign. Well, yeah, we're, this this year's Thought Bubble is going to be interesting. Seeing as last year I couldn't even get into the party, so I just went to um, our, our local hang whenever we go to Thought Bubble, which is basically an absinthe bar. <laughs> There's an absinthe bar in Leeds and no well, one told me. I call it the absinthe bar to sound cooler than I actually am, okay? It's just the bar. It's, that they um, it's, it's, the, it's the Travel Lodge Hotel bar. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's the smokestack. Um, and oh. yeah, they've got like actual an actual proper absinthe fountain, and they do the thing properly. And um, at one point, I remember my beard. Um, before he was my beard, no, actually, was he my beard at this point? I can't remember. But anyway, um, my then possibly possible boyfriend um, then went up and tipped the guy behind the bar so much that the guy came up to our group with a specially made absinthe from under the counter. Um, and at this point, I was so drunk that I don't actually remember much of it. But it was the best drink I've ever had. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so we, we are going to go back there, okay? It's- okay. <laughs> yes, please. Lee, um, are you coming? No, um, I'm not going to talk about this shit, no. No, you're not, what? are you? No. False. It's too late in the year for me. I, can, I would, like, plan to go, and then I can never afford it when it comes, because it's too close to Christmas and shit. Mm. So this year, I'm just saying, no, I'm not even going to attempt it. This just year. buy people less shit for Christmas. Yeah. Uh, and have more fun yourself. <laughs> but, you know, Sorted. It'd be a Christmas gift to yourself. Fun. <laughs> for the year. But I'm going to, you know, but I'll, yeah. So anyway, I'm doing ice this year, so that'll be my con. I was supposed to go to Bristol and fuck that one right up. Is that is ice the new Birmingham thing? Yeah. 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 I don't know about that. I am. Um, I was re- trying really hard to get a press pass to a Transformers con because I really want to go and pounce on um, Townsend Coleman there. And uh, the bloke, it was really annoying. I emailed him and he was like, "Oh, you've got to fill out this form." Uh, and he sent me the form and I filled it out and I sent it to him and he's just ignored me since. And I'm like, I can't actually afford tickets to the con. Mm. This was like my my one ditch attempt to sort of like get there and it's in Birmingham and I really want to go because Townsend Coleman I love him Uh, yeah so that's sad 
Uh, so I'm not doing any other cons other than Thought Bubble this year at the moment. No, I'm only doing Thought Bubble this year. Cons are expecting you in my mum snoring. I can, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bless the little cotton these socks. Well, and all I can think when I can hear it is, Lucky. Bitch. <laughs> Uh, I, I think I'm cutting. I've been cutting down a lot on conventions because um, it is so expensive. Mm. Um, so I try to just go to quite local ones where I don't have to get a hotel. So obviously I went to Bristol Expo because I could just go back to Bath and just sleep. Um, and um, I'll be going to Ice just for the day um, with little Lily. Wow. And, <laughs> when is and, Ice? Second of August. Second of August. Yeah. Oh, I'm in London that day, you bastards. <laughs> That's why we booked it for that day. That's why it's all arranged. You shitters. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we had better cons, but you know where I live, even in Norwich, because Norwich is a nice city. Mm. But we don't. Is that convention clear close by? Not really. Not that I'm aware of. Anyway, I'm a bit shit of knowing things until after they happen. Yeah. Because but it just seems like conventions are popping up everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. yeah. There's sometimes a. There's like a small, like a small Doctor Who science fiction one that goes on, but right. I'm not a very big Who fan, mm-hmm. so I just don't really see the point. And but my friend um, runs a shop. In fact, he sent me a message about the um, the War Doctor, so mm-hmm. I'll have to let Paul Cornell know because he said he can he's going to try and order one in. So I have to let him know. But ah. um, he runs a shop. Uh, culture shock, and he does um, when he can. He does meets and greets. He used to have a shop in Norwich and did them all the time. And he does them in Beckles on occasion. I got to meet Elizabeth Sladen, thanks to him oh, and his wow. team. And uh, she was just... A, she came... Because um, our town has... I don't know if you have it here in Burnham, but like Christmas light switch on. Yeah. And we, in our little town, we have that. And it's a great night because it's... All the local groups and communities are out and we have little table stalls and stuff going on in the town centre and all the shops stay open late. And we're just... We're only a little country town, but it's brilliant. And she came to do the switching on of the lights. She brought a sonic lipstick. <laughs> so she wavered that about and then they flipped the switch and all the lights came on. Aww. But she was so, so lovely. I was like, all right, if I have a photo taken, she said, yeah, of course, I put her arm around me and my friend took a photo for us. And I was like, I was like thank you ever so much for coming. And she was really touched by that. I was like, Aww. oh, thank, thank you for coming to see me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless. She was, it's not for use for the lights. I like the lights. Yeah, <laughs> I like them. They're pretty. But <laughs> I'll come anyway, whoever was coming. Yeah, uh, she was really like, but he's done some great meetings, and that's he's got Nigel Plainer coming soon. Mm. But it, it's about the only way I get to meet anyone, and then it depends who it is. <laughs> I love Nigel I don't, Plainer I don't, because I don't, you're I've the one. I've got no kind of claim to fame. I've not met anybody famous at all. I literally bumped into, um, oh, what's his fucking name? Dale Winton. In London once, like literally bumped into. I was like, oh shit, sorry, uh, and uh, that was weird. Uh, and I also once saw Vic Reeves eating sushi. And um, I think that might be it. Oh, no, I met Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright and Nick Frost that one time. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, it was wonderful. Simon Pegg really picked on me. He did, did not like me. And uh, Nick Frost was the opposite. He was amazing. <laughs> yeah. It you was um, picked on by Simon Pegg. Yeah. What it was was it was a Shaun of the Dead signing that I'd gone to and they were doing this thing where they were taking your DVD and crossing out Shaun and putting your name there instead and then they were all signing it and stuff. Oh. And uh, Simon Pegg had clearly got out of bed the wrong side that day, um, which is fair enough. Everybody has bad days, but um, it's a shame it happened when you were doing a signing. Mm, um, yeah. And I went up and he said, uh, what's your name? And I was like, 
Stacey? And he went, not very sci-fi, is it? Just like crossed out Sean, wrote Stacey, passed the DVD along, and I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> so, so Edgar was like clearly uncomfortable, and he was like, we can, we can come up with a more science fiction name. I got nicknamed by Edgar Wright, guys. We can come up with a more science fiction name for you. What about... Stasis <laughs> and I was like yeah that, that'll do so he signed my DVD Stasis you rock um, and then he passed it along to um, to Nick Frost who um, he was signing my autograph book as well which at the time only had two other autographs in it one of which was Philip Pullman the um, author mm-hmm. of the His yeah. Dark Materials mm-hmm. trilogy and uh, and he was like oh my god I love Philip Pullman what and we just had a massive conversation about the books until the um, security guard made me move and, uh, and Nick Frost was like Frost solidarity forever and I was like yeah because I used to be a Frost you see and uh, it was good times yeah. by the end well, I'd forgotten that Simon Pegg was a bit grumpy with me <laughs> I, I tried to purposely um avoid any kind of famous people because for many reasons one of them being like i don't i don't want to intrude on their privacy because i know that they have got you know they, they're constantly probably being being bugged by people who want to mm. kind of go oh my god i want to touch you and the second reason is that i ha- can go a little bit fangirly <laughs> yeah so yeah. um if i do see someone that i really admire i will lose it not in mm. a sort of like oh i fucking love you rah, and kind of you know uh, touch people inappropriately. I don't do that. Um, but I, I become really awkward. Like, yeah. either I lose the ability to speak, or I will just say really dumb things. So I have just decided that I am not seeing any famous people. Like, I could have gone and seen, um, I'm going to pronounce this wrong now, um, Alison Bechdel, uh, you know, author of Fun Home. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because, uh, like, her, her book was one of the very few comics that literally made me cry and I had to put the comic aside for a bit because it was so heavy and I was like, this is just incredible. Um, and she was going to be a thought bubble and um, I was, some of my friends were going like, look, just take your book with you and have it signed by her. Mm-hmm. And, and in the in last minute, I was just like, I can't even take the book with me because I do not dare to even go close. To, I didn't even Aww. go to the where she was because I was <laughs> terrified. I know that's dumb, but it's just like I can't because I know that I'm gonna make her feel awkward, and I'm gonna be awkward because I'm no, so- I, no, I get it. I completely yeah. understand that. I mean, last year at Thought Bubble, when I was um, just as you were leaving, I was in the queue for um, Gabrielle Barr and Fabio Moon, mm. and uh, mm. and I was like yeah this is going to be wicked I'm going to be so classy and suave and awesome and they're going to think I'm wonderful and they're all they're both going to be like I'm going to draw you into the next book because you're amazing and I'm like yeah it's going to be wicked I get up there and they do like um, I forget which one's which because they're twins yeah. and, um, and so I handed it to one of them and uh, and he says oh what's your name in his lovely his sexy accent and I was like Stacey <laughs> <laughs> and he was like I beg your pardon. And I went, uh, <clears throat> it's uh, Stacy. And he was like, oh, okay, can you spell it? So I spelt it for him. And they drew a little picture. Uh, and then he slid it over to the other guy. And uh, and I, I just sort of shuffled down a bit because I was like, I can't I, I can't say any words. So I shuffled down to, and I just sat there for a little bit. Well, stood there just staring at the other guy while he was also signing the book. And he was like, thanks for coming out. And I was like, uh-huh. And just walked <laughs> off. I was like, what was that? I was walking away like, what did you, what is, the, they're just people. I know. Calm yourself. Yeah, I'm, I'm exactly the same. same. Like meeting Pat Mills and getting him to sign a book. You know, because you know, I, I just fucking love Pat Mills, you know, Charlie's War. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I just, I just literally did the, the like the teenage voicey breaky. Yes. Can you sign my book? <laughs> 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 
<laughs> you know, because you think, I'm going to say this and that and we're going to have a great chat. And you just say, okay. And it's like, thank you very much. And, you know, and just leg it then. And you just think, oh, I can't believe I did that. I know. No, I've done exactly the same. I mean, I, I, I am the sort that will wait at a stage door to, to meet people. That's how I got, um, I went to see Bonnie Raitt at the beginning of the year, I think it was this year, with my dad. In um, and <laughs> bless his heart, I made him wait and, until we were absolutely certain she was or wasn't coming out, and eventually she did. And I had some other band members sign my vinyl, and she signed it as well. Um, and she spoke to us more than us to her. Although one mm. one woman was really ballsy and, and said, "Oh, we just want you to sign our stuff," and she said, "I know, I just I don't want to come out. I don't want to catch a cold or anything. That's fine. Just you know." So she, he said, "It's all right." She said, "My uh, my road manager, he's going to take your stuff and we'll, we'll sign it." But I'll just go to the stage, especially. Norwich Theatre Royal because we get some brilliant touring shows mm. like we just had Singing in the Rain and it had um, chap from Grease 2 in it <laughs> whose name has just escaped me and um, he, he came out and he signed and I was like oh and um, thanks very much for Grease 2 and he <laughs> laughed and I said I didn't mean to embarrass you or anything because I thought well I've just offended him he said oh no 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 he said I love it he said, really, it was a great time in my life and it feels like it was only yesterday mm. and some really lovely people but um, Lorna Luft is coming to Norwich in a show, putting on the Ritz. And she's Judy Garland's youngest daughter, mm. Liza's half-sister. Now, I've already seen her live twice and got her autograph a few times. Does not mean that I won't go to the stage door again and say, Hi! You're so brave. Like, I am, um, as most people who know me know, the Future Heads are my tippity-top favourite band and I'm basically in love with the uh, the... the second guitarist Ross mm. uh, who looks quite a lot like my husband even though he hates that I say that um, and I once went to they, they were doing like a sign-in type thing in HMV where they did like a little acoustic set it was when their like new album was coming out at the time they did a little acoustic set and then they were signing some stuff so I thought I'm gonna I'm gonna be a total badass I'm gonna take their first EP that's like the world's most obscure fucking thing that like three people have I thought I'm going to be so cool and they're going to love me and uh, and I got right to the front and I embarrassed myself immediately because um, I'd already I'd got the album about two days before and listened to it so much I knew all the words already and uh, and so they're singing one of their songs and I'm singing along loudly because they asked us to yeah. but they, they clearly noticed that I was the only one singing along so they stopped and I'm going I can feel it oh. <clears throat> uh, so anyway and they tittered a bit and carried on and I was like for fuck's sake thanks um, and then afterwards uh, I went to the little tables to get the stuff signed and I handed over my um, my little EP and, uh, and they didn't mention the EP at all which really upset me and uh, I was like remark on how cool I am oh no alright then um, but then like the lead singer Barry was like hey you've got a set of lungs on you ain't you and I was like <laughs> And just went immediately bright red and sweaty, like a full on, like like top of the lip drippy sweaty. Yeah. And I was just like, ha, yeah, <clears throat> sorry about that. And he was like, no, no, it was great. It's nice to see people like loving the songs already. And I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I find it, and just giggled until they gave me my stuff and I left. Yeah, I'm so embarrassed. I find it. Okay, I think of all these great things I'm going to say to these people and be really intelligent and look like I know what I'm talking about of their career or their stuff. And come across really cool, and they're gonna love me. Yeah. Like Debbie Reynolds when she came to Norwich with her one woman show, and me with like thirty or forty other people all at the stage door. And this is a woman that it was in Singing in the Rain. You know, she's mm. not young anymore. Mm. Bless her. She'd just done a two-hour show, 
and uh, she came out and she came out from being the woman on stage who was really up, really extrovert, really outgoing and you see her at the stage door, she's a short woman and she's really quiet and quite shy but she signed for everyone and then um, she wasn't feeling too great, I had to sit down and she just came to us, I'm sorry everyone, I've had a bit of a cold I'm just going to have to sit down but I'll sign everything and we're, I'm thinking, love You've just done a two-hour show. You take a seat if you fucking want one. <laughs> yeah. And she said, I will do photos afterwards as well. Oh. And I had two black and white stills of the same photo. And I said, would you mind signing these both? And she said, of course. Would you like me to sign this one too? Yes, please. And this one without you. I'm not going to sell either one, but I do know that yeah. one without my name on is more valuable than one with. <laughs> but I've got one filed away and one framed on the wall. And then she's right, like, photos. And it was like she just threw off the quiet character. It was like, oh, now I'm Debbie Reynolds. Yeah. And I had my Star Wars T-shirt on, which I don't think she noticed, but it's there. <laughs> and my mum was like, go on, get in. And she, like, shoved me in in front of everybody else. And she said to Debbie, so she had your photo taken. And Debbie kind of looked me up and down, grabbed me, linked arms with me, a big smile into the camera. I was like, fucking hell. <laughs> oh, my God. I always hate having photos with famous people because I always feel like I come across like looking like a mess, mm. like a genuine mess. Mm. <laughs> it's like the photo I've got of me and Gail Simone. I cannot stand because she like- looks... Yeah, she looks full on beautiful, and I look like a chubby, sweaty fangirl. Like it's just awful. Well, it's just can I, her can I please see this photo? Can you please tweet it or something? I really um, want to see it. I'm pretty sure I can. Yeah, um, it's awful. It is really awful. Um, she looks amazing. <laughs> it's just it because her husband took a photo of, of me with her at MCM that couple of years ago. I was like, oh, I'd really like a copy of that. Never heard anything again. Maybe it was fuzzy and shit, and that's why they didn't send it on. Mm. Felt really depressed about that. <laughs> I kind of wish we got a photo with Kelly Sim, but it was kind of there were a lot of people waiting. And she was about to go on a panel, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah. But she um, did write the Pink Ladies Pledge in a book. That was awesome. Always a bonus. Yeah. <laughs> didn't get a fist bump, but I'm scared I might have freaked her out with all the Pink Lady grease stuff. So. <laughs> I'm actually not that weird about it. It was just very exciting at the time. Because mm. I was listening to your interview you did with her on your podcast, and she's like, oh, what, the pink lady thing? Mm. It's like, oh, shit. She remembers. She remembers, and obviously not for a really I'm the great pink lady reason. weirdo. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> See, this is what I, I will never, like, I don't think I will ever dare to even attempt to meet Gail Simone. Like, just to give you an idea, this morning I was feeling shit and I was in bed and I had a headache. And then I get a photo sent to me by Will Brooker on Twitter saying, Oh, by the way, here's a photo of Gail with your painting. Um, <laughs> at, at which point yeah. I just kind of explode in a way, <laughs> like full on orgasm. And, <laughs> you know, and that's just a photo of her with my painting. Can you imagine if I met the woman? I um... put a restraining order on me or something. So. I yeah it was it was embarrassing when I met her because I sort of I I only like to take one book with me or one thing to get signed when I go mm. to speak to people at cons because I'm scared that I won't be able to make enough small talk to cover more than one item. <laughs> um so I went up with a a copy of a secret six um trade mm. and uh, and I sort of took it up and she 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 sort of remarked something about it and I was like ha, ha, ha. um yeah and then she noticed I was wearing Justice League Converse she's like oh your shoes are amazing and I was like oh yeah thanks I didn't make them though <laughs> and I just like did not know what to say and then uh, I said I, like I just said would you mind if we had a photo she's like no no of course not so she comes around she holds up my trade and I'm like scooping my arm around her but I made the mistake and chubby people should never do this of standing side on <sighs> 
such a fucking stupid idea because it that just shows how much belly you have. <laughs> like you can hide it from the front, you cannot from the side. The side is unforgiving. And then well, it, it's all about the angles. Like if you're on the side, if you just stretch your your entire like upper body, then you will look like a gazelle. Is that the, <laughs> is that is that the right word? Yeah, yeah. Or if, yeah. If, you, if your waist is so down, if you turn at the waist, so you sh- then you get like the um, like the triangular shape, and you look a lot thinner if you turn to face your oh. shoulders square oh, yeah. on, but you, 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 your hips are sideways on. You yeah. just go to Escher Girls, the Tumblr, and yeah. uh, you know you can find waist. lots of inspiration of how to actually twist your body <laughs> in such a way that you will look very thin but also broken. So. <laughs> I like that thing, but broken. <laughs> it doesn't sound like a good idea, but I like it. Um, I'm just trying to get um, a f- this photo for you. I think I found it. Is, is that why the, the podcast is going... Blah, 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 at the moment? Oh, is it going really bad? Sorry. I think it was for a second there, and I was just like, oh, this is interesting. <laughs> well, it keeps me awake, I know. Yeah. I think, I think I was wearing my Girl Power t-shirt when I met Girl Simone. It was Girl Power, but it's got Supergirl, Wonder Woman, and... I want to say Batgirl maybe on it, I think. And she's like, I love your T-shirt. It's like, oh, thanks very much. <laughs> and then I might have gone on to say, your Birds of Prey, I adore. And the most recent issue, I think it was when Huntress took over the fight from Black Canary to fight... Um... Oh. I'm sorry, Black, I've just, just got the giggles because I've just been followed by Lord of the Rings on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> clearly, clearly I don't realise I've spent the entire podcast going, just when it's shit, though. <laughs> I can't... Here's, here's, um, here's Black Canary's... Is it... Oh, that's amazing! Stay so <laughs> It's horrendous. Whatever it was, but it, almost, it just it made me cry a little bit and I mm. told Gail Simone this and she thought that was lovely. She's so sweet. And I, said I really wish I could actually talk to her like a it, sensible human person. Yeah. And we just lost Donna Troy as well. Mm. It's like, oh, I don't know, but we we miss her too. It's like, yeah, well, bring her back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. No, I hate that photo. It's really embarrassing to me. Mm. I look nervous. I look like a fan. Like, I don't look like, hey, look, I've met this person. Isn't that cool? I look like, ah. <laughs> you just want to look like buddies, don't you, Rick? And Yeah. Mm. You know. But then I again, couldn't I'm, pull that off. Yeah. Yeah. I'm terrible in front of a camera. Anyway, even if I'm on my own, I was like a chimp that's never seen a camera before. <laughs> yeah, I hate just, having my photo taken. Yeah, my, I've, my face—I forget how to work my face, so it looks I've, like you know I've never smiled before in my life. Oh. Yeah. I just—I do smile, but I feel like I look too gummy. Like I got more. I've gum got a gummy teeth. smile. Mm, I'm like a horse. <laughs> I, I just yeah. look like a, a fat V for Vendetta. <laughs> It just doesn't, it doesn't, yeah, it's not nice. Pics or it didn't happen. <laughs> you see, there's plenty of pics of me gurning like a fucking oh, weirdo come pumpkin. Oh, I see it. Like the person that wants to see your, your uh, apparently fat Reef Vendetta impression. It's, it's, they're on Facebook, there's, there's plenty. Pop culture reference. <laughs> we've got one in there we're, we're on fire it's we're all we about the comics right now yeah hell's yeah, hell's yeah. I, just, I just feel like I want to die I, I was just going to say I feel like I should let you go to bed at some stage oh, it's okay Like I, I, I'm at the stage I now I'm just like delirious is that the word? I yeah. don't yeah. the word that so, word. What, 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 uh, so what comics are you reading then? 
uh, at the moment. Me? Any? Yeah. What am I reading? Oh shit! I should be reading quite a lot because I'm judging um, the uh, <laughs> comic thing for uh, the British Fantasy Society. Uh, so yeah, I have a stack of shit I should be reading, <laughs> but I haven't because I'm working. But I'm actually going to take two days when I solidly just read comics, um, which is unheard of because yeah. I'm busy making comics most of, most of the time. Which is you know, it's a curse of people who make comics is that you never sit down and read them because you don't have time. Yeah. And also, when I read comics, sometimes I actually get daunted and I don't want to create them anymore. So like the, the ones that's closest to me right now on my desk. Hold on. Is obviously Batwoman, uh, yeah. drawn mm-hmm. and painted, awesome. and then everything by J. H. Williams the oh. third. I'm so sad they left the book because mm. they were so good. I mean, just the style is fucking incredible. Like, because mm. um, I am a huge David Mack fan, um, and um, I kind of feel like David Mack is amazing with loads of different like mixed medias and things like that. And he's just so creative; it's just incredible. And he sort of it almost feels like fine art meets comics and had like this baby and it's big <laughs> and it's amazing um, but whereas J.H. Williams kind of feels more like it is it feels more like a comic but mm. kind of like a painting I have no idea if that made any sense mm. uh, so he's much looser and like he can he can just like create panels in really weird fashions and it all works like a comic book like you can still read it even mm. though it's totally fucked up um, which is just so refreshing because normally comics are so um, restrained and restricted in mm. the way that they because they want to make sure that you know that the most important thing obviously is the story within the comic panels mm. and you know that's what you do and some people probably argue that um, going crazy with the panels like sometimes like J.H. Williams does is just uh, maybe not needed mm. uh, but I have never heard anyone say that uh, because everyone no. <laughs> loves him because uh, it looks awesome it's it's just it's just so incredible. I'm just looking at it right now while I'm talking to you because it's just whenever I I read this while um, I was having my my hair dyed and luckily I go to a hairdresser's which does not talk to me. Okay, she, I don't awesome. have to have small talk with this woman. She understands me, so I can sit there for like an hour and I can read comics while she does my hair. Yeah, and there is like no, no no kind of oh gosh this is awkward. It's more like yeah I'll let you get on with your job and I'll get on with mine and I'm just like I love you <laughs> uh, while I was having my hair dyed and I just felt like I never wanted to touch comics ever again because I will never be even close to this good ever so that is why I normally don't read comics because I don't want to continue with my profession because I feel so inadequate there you go <laughs> um, yeah ramble over <laughs> oh dear <laughs> I don't quite know how to follow that so um, how about you Lee <laughs> oh right thanks yeah not feeling inadequate are you <laughs> I'm sorry that was the one I bought that and I was flicking through on the train back from Brum and got so into it I missed my stop <laughs> and literally looked up and I thought oh shit I should have got off at the last stop so it was yeah it is just amazing and I keep I keep saying you know um Jenny's gonna have to check out Promethea because he's stuff on there. Yeah. My pictures, just like uh, I've seen some pictures of that comic book, but I haven't obviously read it yet. And it mm. again, it looks incredible. Um, I just wish that I, I could do that. You know, that... I think I've got volume one of it at home, and I still haven't read it. Mm. But it, it is beautiful. 
Does it look like you can read it without having to like be high on something? It's really clear. It's, it's funny. I cause think it's clear. Because yeah. obviously you've got Alan Moore writing as well, who's just a fucking genius as well. So you put the two together and it's just mental. Mm. There's there's a, there's an issue in there where each page is kind of laid out the same and there's like all these multiple things going on in each page. Like there's 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 like Scrabble tiles that spell Promethea. So in each page is an anagram that says a different word that matches what's going on in the story at that point. Why are people and then, so clever? It is just absolute genius. I don't and hate it, clever people. They piss me off. Why do you think they're really shit? Uh, and, then, and then, you know, we would all be amazing. Um, and then we would rule the world. Because exactly. everything's shit. Uh, like that's that the way part. it should be, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's obviously not happening. <laughs> <laughs> we just, well, you're going to do it well with Skull. Skull's good stuff. Well, you know, it's 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 kind of weird in the way that um, the moment you break any comic book up even if it's like a really fast paced one and you just give the reader one page maybe every other week that pace is going to be broken immediately and the flow is broken so it doesn't matter if something really like action packed is happening it's still going to feel so slow Um, so that's like the main issue I've got with Scott is that because I'm creating each page and uploading it as it's finished um, it's People are either going to have to wait until I've made maybe created like um, 10 pages or something and then read it in one go or um, wait until maybe I've created like an entire chapter or something. But it's just, yeah, it's, it's not ideal in the way that, you know, you just pick up a comic book and you read it all in one go and boom, you're done. It's just, uh, yeah, it, it, it's challenging to make it interesting. Yeah, do you get to, yeah, get to appreciate the whole page? Whereas you if you're reading the comic art more i think yeah as, as it's, an, it's an, a different experience mm. uh, rather than the the story which mm. you know again my weakness is obviously because i am a comic book artist by actual profession i am not a writer um so the fact that i'm doing my own thing is kind of daunting because now i'm doing everything <laughs> of writing, and i'm not even english so you know, I'm doing the um, the dialogue in English, and I'm having actual accents in there that I have made up. <laughs> so it might all just go to shit. Um, but at least I'm trying. So you know, it's 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 interesting. And also, I could gush about Patreon all night long, uh, all morning long rather, because it's quarter past four. Yeah. Um, Pretty good going. Yeah. Looks like the sun is actually rising out there now. Yeah, as well. It, it, well, it'll be rising out the front, so the back here that we're looking at will be the last part to get light. But it it's light. definitely out lighter it's, out than it was. Yes. Is that? Or there's a lot of light pollution out there. <laughs> well, that's the motorway, though, isn't it? So yeah. there could be. <laughs> um, I've just had a message from Barry to say that he's called to start at four thirty. Yay! Yay! Well done, Barry. How well exciting! Yeah. So uh, we can talk about things for fifteen more minutes if you're up for it. <laughs> yeah. If you want to go to bed when it's light. Yeah, that's great. Um, I, I was thinking like about um, online comics and things and, and how it's different if you've got like a, a, a long story rather than just little snapshots. Like, for example, Genspiration is just little like gags, basically. It's like four panels, boom, done. And yeah. you know, that works and you can just upload it twice a week or something and, you know, people can follow that. Um, whereas if you do like a long story, there is really no way of doing it without it breaking up um, mm. and being kind of yeah slow i am um, i struggle with web comics that aren't just like 
one and done strippy type things because yeah, yeah. like for example one of my favourite web comics is um, Corporate School by Jamie Smart oh, I love that but the number of times I've had to reread the first few mm, issues yeah. because like by the time he's got a few out for me to read a few pages in a row I've forgotten what happened previously yeah. but I don't want to read it one page at a time because it's mm. not enough mm. I can't do it no, so that's the issue. And also, um, I, I mean, I haven't read that. I don't know what it looks like, but um, I'm not sure how quickly he can get them out. Um, mm. uh, does he do it like every week or every month? Or? Well, it's it's been on hiatus for it's, a while, yeah, hasn't yeah. it? But um, he's got something like 20 more issues planned out or something yeah. ridiculous. Oh, God. Um, so, yeah, I don't know when that's coming back or what's happening with it, but it's... Um, it's really funny, oh, it's and it's hilarious. it's black and white with splashes of red, isn't yeah. it, mostly? Yeah. Uh, it's really nice. It's very but, Jamie um, Smart. It's just yeah. brilliant. The, yeah, but like it's... The printed um, chapters of it or something as well, so you can get an actual physical comic book, or is it just online? No, I, it's, I mean, it's, it's all laid out like, a, like an issue. Like yeah, it's, all, it's all laid out. But I don't yeah. think it's actually... It's not been printed yet. No. Which no. I'd love, because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for printed comics. I really don't mm. do digital particularly. Um, I, I've, I'm getting better at getting used to digital. Mm. I mean, I like using digital like via Comixology, although that's a real pain in the ass since mm. um, you couldn't do in purchase from your iPad mm. and they switched it all around. I'm getting used to that on the iPad for Comixology with comic books, but I have to say, I, I would I would love to have something like Corporate Skull physically, a, physically, yeah. Yeah. Um, because I do find that reading something like that on screen... It's the same with Lady Sabre. Have you ever read that? No. I, for, I want to say it's a Brubaker, but I don't think it is. Um, and that's really, really good. I, and that's yeah. all online. But they did do a Kickstarter campaign, and they've, they've printed some, but I don't know if he's going to do a long run of it. I don't, I don't know if I'm being biased or something, but I always seem to prefer all comics to be something I can hold in my hand. Mm. And you know, it, even even with Scarlet, it's gonna be printed. Um, it, it's gonna take ages to get like a chapter done because I can only do like what, like two pages a month. Um, but you know, it's it's still gonna be a printed comic in the end. Mm. And um, also, I don't think my style really fits digital. Uh, and even like one publisher, I will not name names. Um, when I went to one of the conventions and I had like portfolio reviews, literally said, um, you know, your your work is is beautiful. But um, we don't think it fits the actual digital model that we've got on at the moment, so we can't mm. really market you. Mm. And I'm yeah. thinking, shit, I'm actually, you know, painting myself into a corner because I'm not embracing the digital market properly. Mm. But how can I take a digital comic to get signed at a con? Yeah. Well, that's the thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Whinge. Yeah. <laughs> There's no original, and I'm I'm so much about the original, and like. If, you, if you've made something with your hands, I'm going a bit sort of now, but if you've made something with your hands and then you're like, you've kind of dipped it into your coffee and your soup and you have, <laughs> you know, puffed over it and you, maybe you smeared some of your snot on it and stuff and it's like proper, you know, that's the one thing in the entire mm, universe that's yeah. like, and that's special in a way. Yeah, I mean, physical artwork, there's nothing like it. I know I had a friend who went to see like a Dave McKean art exhibition and they said it was fantastic because you're going through all like the, the Sandman covers and all that kind of stuff and cages and and then you get to then all of a sudden you get to like where it it was all digital and it's literally just like screens and mm. like, well and that's, well that's what you see that anyway so there's then there's no it just stops being magical there's no kind of art to it because it's literally just you're seeing it as it is it's just a print or a screen mm. yeah and that kind of, you know where you want to see the the 
the paint swirls and and the thumb marks and and yeah. all that kind of stuff and mm, even just black and white stuff is where yeah. you the white and the pencil yeah so we, the other thing is with digital i mean I, I don't always trust technology so i'm very aware that even though there's probably some way of getting them back again it'd be very easy for my ipad or something to crash mm. and for me to lose all of those comics mm. even though i know i will probably like with black widow because it's just so gorgeous and i love it so much mm. i'll buy it in trade mm. yeah. and i'll probably do this i'll do the same with captain marvel mm-hmm. and with some of the avengers that i've really enjoyed because those will be the things that i'll take to cons if those people ever come yeah and say could you sign this please and by the way I think your artwork's gorgeous. Or can I lick your face? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I like to smell my comics as well. You can't, yes, you can't smell. I don't. I don't want this to be like. I, I don't. Don't want this to be like a thing against digital comics because I think digital comics are really good as well. Yeah, there are certain um, web comics that are. Li- they would not work as physical books because they have mm. structure. Yeah, they are yeah. with the browser, and you know, those, those scroll comics, and when you scroll down. Oh, what's her face? I can't remember because I'm tired. Um, Emily Carroll? Is that her face? Yeah, yeah. Em- I, that's what I was going to say. Is that her face? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Emily Carroll. Just amazing, amazing webcomics. And they would not work as a book because they're, it's, it's the entire like scrolling down stuff and it's like yeah. all dark and mm. down into a hole and it's all like blood everywhere and you're just like, my God, this is amazing. And that would not work as a, as a book. So, you know, it's... Yeah. It, when people actually become really creative with um, the actual medium of having a yeah. digital medium, that's when comics become interesting for me digitally. If yeah. it's mm. literally a book that they've put online and you have to flick it by clicking on something, yeah. um, I am just like, okay, that's all right, but I could just be holding that book. Yeah, you'd mm. rather have the book. You know, it's like, yeah. yeah, it's like Scott McCloud is on a bit like with, the, with the, the infinite canvas and all that kind of stuff. Yes, and yeah, you know, the shape of a comic can be it can be it can be any map. It could be in any kind of shape. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think one of the one things I miss about it, which I don't think... I haven't, re- I haven't bought any DC comics via Comixology at all because I'm just not getting them anymore. There's something like Batwoman because they do so many like double-page spreads. Mm. Yeah. That wouldn't really... They, it loses its it impact. It loses its impact yeah, on digital. Because even on a... you know, I mean, my iPad's a decent-sized screen. And you get double page spreads because you just have to turn landscape and there's that. But it's not as good. You well, lose that. Yeah, they were splash. talking for a while about just phasing out like double page spreads so mm. that they oh, will. Oh, no. And no, that'd be a shame. That, yeah, so they will suit like the iPad yeah. screen and all that kind of stuff, which is a bit. And I guess also for like, you have to be careful with double page spreads with, um, with trades as well because you get a lot of mm. information lost in the crease. Yeah. Um, but that yeah. would be. Um. Sorry, what, what, I, what I was told from the publisher was that um, the way I did my panels, um, they were actually, some of them were too long and mm. thick to actually fit on like an iPad. Yeah. So really they, they are restricting the panels as well. So not only the spreads, but the panels. And I'm just thinking, yeah. well, if you want a panel that actually shows a certain, you know, mood or something and you want it to be really elongated and thin... Mm-hmm. And, and they're like, no, no, you can't do that because we need to have well, it. I'm, I'm just saying that that kind of thing, but you then you completely lose like the J. H. Williams thing, where yeah. the whole page exactly is, that is yeah. lit, or like, a lot of like uh, European comics where it's not they're not using like just like the square panels mm-hmm. all the time, you know. Yeah. So it's um, you know you you are going to lose something, and I'd and, yeah, but it's like I, said, I don't I don't I haven't got an iPad, so I don't really read my comics digitally mm. and stuff like that so 
Um, I I really didn't think I'd like it at all. Mm. But the, the other problem is that I get very impatient, and I can see that something is exciting and looks great. Mm. Um, and I, I'm too impatient sometimes to wait for trade, mm. even though I know I'm eventually going to get it. Um, yeah. So I just end up just purchasing comics and that. Yeah. But then I look at I look at my sub, you know my total before I hit yeah pay with PayPal. It's like there goes five pounds on two things <laughs> yeah. that I'll read in about three minutes. Yeah, it's a bit. You feel a bit more loath to pay the money for it as well when you haven't got the physical copy there to reread mm. or you know once you've deleted it from your iPad because you've read it and you haven't got enough storage space to yeah. keep everything you bought. Mm. It's like, well, what, what did I spend that fiver on? Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Well, that's, <laughs> I think that's the whole attitude is. It's kind of like my kind of old man attitude is I, I don't want to pay something that's it doesn't feel real to me. Mm. A PDF or, or whatever the, the digital version is, just just doesn't feel real to me. I need I need the book, so I do feel. And they, I mean, they have said, look, look, you know, when it comes to you know the printing is actually the smallest part because people complain that digital comics are cost the same as the mm. physical ones and that kind of thing. Like, oh, that's because the printing is actually kind of cheap. It's it's everything else before that that you're paying for. Mm. But like I said, I'm just you know horribly kind of old about that. Is I just <laughs> need like the physical. I still buy CDs for fuck's sake. You know? Well, I I do on occasion, mm. but that I do hop between Amazon and iTunes to see who's got the cheapest download. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can't remember the last time I bought a CD, <laughs> except if it, if it was a gift for someone else. Yeah. Dolly Parton. <laughs> so, yeah. So I, I need the, the I mean, what was it? Somebody said that like uh, digital digital comics are like comics are like boobs. They're good to look on the screen, but really you want them in your hand. <laughs> yeah, I can relate. That's my argument. The quote of the evening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> what a brilliant note to end this that bit is, on, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, before we allow you to go to bed, um, is it, would you like to pimp any of your uh, spots to buy things and read things of yours, Jenny? Oh right. Um, yeah, sure. I could. I guess I could pimp my Jadspiration comic, which is an autobiographical. Um, twice weekly comic book thingamajig online which is jaspiration.co.uk uh, I was in that once I can imagine that we might be featuring in it again <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I, I do porn feature the, the podcast depending on if I can actually remember anything because I am pretty zonked out right now uh, and <laughs> you'll, second, you'll probably hear it again <laughs> and the second thing I'll probably say is just yeah Scar which we we talked about which is on Patreon so it's patreon.com um, slash skull and um, and yeah it's really that those are my two main things that I do on my own and um, I freaking love it because <laughs> uh, and also yeah um, disclaimer desperation there's loads of bad language in it it's all based on reality so it's really bad and uh, I don't think anyone listening no. to this will mind no. okay okay stop disclaimer it does it contain loads of blood um, and it will awesome. contain other bad things in yeah in the future so there you go <laughs> I'm not that. No, you're you're, lovely, you're adorable, oh, okay. delightful. Yeah. I had a wonderful time chatting with you, even though the topic did sort of veer completely off what I expected almost immediately. <laughs> I, I thoroughly enjoyed all of it, though. It was yeah. awesome. <laughs> it was very good podcasting for keeping me away. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> well, there you go. Very, very cool. thankful for that. Thank you so much for staying awake with us. You're yeah. an absolute darling, a pair of darlings. Oh, love you both. Yeah. I shall speak to you soon, chaps. Okay. Speak to you bye. soon. Bye. 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 <laughs>